0: but anyways uh so this one might be a long one i hope you're settled in have a drink yeah i do i got some water
1: awesome i'm so excited it's even better that you didn't get to see us experience towards the end (laughs) of the game because i had a genuine like my entire character arc changed i i changed from krillin to vegeta for sure it was insane. <laughs> I became like some kind of like psychopath, just determined to train. Like I was like <laughs> into it.
0: Well, okay, say that for the pod. So it's tradition whenever we have a guest back on the pod that they do the intro. So would you like to do the honors? Yeah, let's do it. How would you like me to do this? <laughs> do you want me to read the doc? Do it like.
2: A, can you do like an old lady voice? Like a
1: <laughs> hello and welcome to Gaming Together, a cooperative <laughs> podcast. Can you do that? Because that's that'll be
2: that would be preferred. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Alright. Alright, I'll give it a shot and then if it Wait, doesn't work. Do you want we'll me to change
1: over. can you read Philip and change it to your own name? Because that screws us up every single time.
2: <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Gaming Together. We fucked up already. We're keeping going. <laughs> reverse, reverse that. Hello and welcome to Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast i'm your host morgan remington here with my co-op partners in crime nave and philip every pod we played through a cooperative experience and relate to you the listener if this game is the creme de la creme the creme de la meow meow of co-op or something better <laughs> off playing solo welcome that was perfect what is
1: creme de la meow meow from did is that a stream <laughs> thing a was meme. that from fantasy star <laughs> no that's a meme thing <laughs> Why He's why is name. the first thing in my brain went to Fantasy Star? I was like, that's probably from because of Black Nyack. That's why. <laughs> oh <my God.
0: laughs> All right, but yeah, I'm Philip. I'm here with Nave. Uh, we're gaming together. And we're we got our guest Pinecone back. Hey, from which, the
1: Fantasy Star episode. <laughs> yeah. Which
0: this was the first game we wanted him for because like we we're like, oh, we gotta get Pinecone in for Elden Ring. And then it took us, you know, five weeks, five, not <laughs> six weeks to beat Elden Ring. And we we're like, I'm so sorry, Pinecone. We really want to have you on. And finally, we were just like, look, can you just be on the Fantasy Star episode because you're one <laughs> of the few people that actually played Fantasy Star and it had real opinions on it? Yeah, Fantasy Star was great, but I'm ready for the real
2: deal. I'm ready for the main meat and potatoes, the main course, the main reason we all wanted to be here and talk. We've we've been trying not to purposefully talk to each other about this every time we all get together because Elden Ring has become such a special uh, game in our lives. I assume. And it's become all-encompassing, all I can think about, and I finally need to get it off my chest and have it on the record, recorded for all time.
1: Everyone knows our listeners really want me to stop talking. Elden Ring has become the new Mass Effect and Yakuza for me, where I'm just always talking about it every episode. Something's got to, something's got to give.
0: But we are saving that for the meat. Back in our intro section, we are a gaming podcast, so let's see what we've been gaming on. So, so are you, Morgan, the intergalactic pinecone? What have you been playing? I'm a Twitch streamer, as we
2: all know. Intergalactic Pinecone is the channel name over twitch.tv slash intergalactic pinecone. I am a variety streamer. I play platformers mainly, and platformers have been something I've been focusing on a lot lately. I've made a few buddies. I'm 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 slowly becoming a pillar of the Twitch community, very slowly erecting the pyramid. An erect pillar. I got you. An erect pillar straight up into the sky with the sun shining down on it. And I've gotten in with some speedrunning buddies of mine, and they've really started getting me into challenging myself more because they've seen me play and they say, dude, you could do what we do. You could do this. But you know how fucking intimidating that is? Like, speedrunning is not for the faint of heart. That's like all day grinding, eight hours a day grinding. Yeah. So the, the same game grinding too. Exactly. Not even like playing for fun. So I've been baby steps. Right now, my first challenge is beating Donkey Kong Country 2 without dying once. It's a gaming uh, challenge I've given to myself. It's the first step before speedrunning. You to speedrun it you're not dying anyway, so it's like one step before that. We're going to see if I can do yeah. it. But let me tell you right
0: now, it's busting my balls. It's hard as shit. It's very hard. <laughs> yeah, I watched your stream for a uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 I think maybe like a month ago or something. Like it was a while back. And even then I'm like I can't do these um the old Donkey Kong countries. Like as far as like platformers goes, those games they don't hold your hand. Compared to the Mario's. But the Mario's <laughs> so much nicer than the Donkey Kong countries.
1: I don't know. So I was watching him. I watched him play the first Donkey Kong Country. And I also watched him play Yoshi's Island. And the whole time, I'm terrible at these 2D. Any 2D, any games, my, my patience just vanishes. I don't know what the hell it is. I just get so mad so quickly. And he, you are doing things. I'm like, I can't fucking do this. Like, how are you doing these things first try? You're like you're reacting to things coming on the screen immediately. I'm like... I don't. I don't even. I, my brain doesn't even work that way. I ha, it has to be on the screen and then I react to it. I can't just know that something's probably going to happen to me, even though I should at that
2: point. It's literally thirty plus years of experience. That's all it is. But it's like as as good as I might seem to some. There's a step even beyond that. That's like even I am not ready for. You know, and I have some doubts if I can do it because these fingers. These are some old fingers. Like the the, the the reaction times ain't what they used to be. I can feel my skill as diminished. So I don't know yeah, man, it's a, sure. we got an insurmountable climb ahead of us. We'll see how we progress as uh, the year goes on.
1: I think it's really interesting too because it kind of plays into the what I'm playing, but I just I've just been playing Halo Infinite and I just want to get all of the skulls and I put it on normal and I was like I'm just going to grapple hook as much as I possibly can. Like let's see how much of this game I can just get through without shooting people and i'm almost at the end of the game like just grapple hooking around i've probably killed like i only kill people when i'm forced to like there are multiple spots where you have to put down fake cortana into into a terminal but it won't let you interact with it as long as there are enemies around so i'm like ah okay (sighs) i've got to massacre all these dudes i did these guys were gonna live i was gonna be nice but now i've got (laughs) to kill them like here i go murdering again so it's (laughs) like halo's grappling hook It's something else. I I made a declarative statement last episode that Elden Ring is better than every Halo game, and I might be rethinking that a little bit because this grappling hook is really fun. Like, the ability to just turn your head and pull in one direction so that you completely change the momentum and trajectory of your grapple, it's so amazing.
2: I've talked a lot of shit about Halo Infinite, but I will admit the grapple hook is easily the highlight of the game. It's... It's such a highlight that I can be in a foul fucking mood and load up some Halo and grapple around and all of a sudden I'm smiles, you know. <laughs> I'm all smiles again. I'm like, never mind. We're
0: good. Yeah, something something about it. I feel like it's almost like the downfall of the Halo Infinite team, like the B team or whatever we're calling them at this point compared to the Master Chief team. But for them to have such high highlights as in like how good the map looks, the awesome, you know, voice dialogue in the campaign, the amazing grapple hook mechanics. And then there's still no other content that we really want. <laughs> you know, it's like this stuff looks good. I just want more. You know,
2: I, you know, things Ooh. are bleak right now, but they'll get better. And this is coming from me, a hypercritical Halo fan. I I don't have anything but positive hopes from here on out. Hearing the rumors about, uh, I, I think there's still rumors. I don't think it's confirmed, right? That Creative uh, Affinity is that their name? Oh the yeah, ones,
1: Creative Affinity. They're the ones making oh, the about Battle Royale. The
0: Royale mode.
2: Yeah. Mm it seems like that could really breathe new life into this game and i'm eagerly awaiting
1: i was heavy in that in the camp of no battle royale on halo but at this point in the in the game's life cycle i'm just kind of like i mean if it's a battle royale they give me
2: i guess i'm going to play it cuz i just want something more <laughs> i just want to continue playing the game if sub 5000 numbers in your player population of the flagship title of the xbox it's time for new ideas. At this point, throw the kitchen sink at it. We we'll, Battle Royale could be the saving grace. We so we talked
1: about this last episode where I went on to True Achievements, the it's the achievement hunting website for Xbox and you could see the top like 40 games played and Halo Infinite is actually number 3 on there. So, amongst the Xbox, amongst the and that you have to opt into that website. They don't scan every single gamer mm-hmm. tag cuz that would be impossible, but of the people who have signed into uh, True Achievements there, there's a ton of people playing Halo Infinite. It's above Minecraft. It's like under Fortnite, but it's above Grand Theft Auto. It's above Forza. It's above. It's above a lot of things that you'd be shocked at it's above. And so I'm like, okay, well I don't know. Maybe just no one plays the Xbox. I don't know. Like, but <laughs> yeah. that could also be the. I heard someone tell me that, but I was like, uh, you you might be right. As far as the uh, story and the characters and the voices and stuff, that reminded me, Philip. I saw that somebody on Twitter post about they had the Halo Encyclopedia, and in the Halo Encyclopedia, you remember in the Infinite Campaign, there's all those dead Spartans that you take the power ups from. The losers, yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> either got killed by the Spartan killers or, or got killed by the the bad boy Red Elite with the cool lightsaber that you don't yeah, get. To Edge use. Lord. Or do yeah. you get to use his weapon? I don't remember. You yeah, get his. I weapon. think you could pick it up. But they had like big biographies. In this Halo encyclopedia, and he's like, why the fuck do these characters who are just dead have so much more information than yada, 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 yada? He didn't even went on a giant rant. And I was like, I checked out at that point. But whenever I saw that, I was like, wouldn't it be interesting if the DLC for Halo Infinite was similar to how Halo ODST is structured, where you play through the past as these characters up until their deaths? You know what I mean? Like and there are chapters. Like it's kind of similar to how Final Fantasy 15's DLC is. I don't I never actually played them, but are each one is like themed after one of the characters in the game. Yeah. I never actually got around to going back and playing, I really I should them probably all. do that. Yeah, I Wait, are they good? Actually, okay. They're
0: good. They're yeah, almost they're, better than the main game. Yeah. Which is kind of kind of sad to say, but the DLCs are really good.
1: Shit. Well, maybe I should go back. But that was just such a cool idea in my head. And 343 is 343, so that's definitely not going to fucking happen. But I was like, wouldn't that be really interesting? Because, I don't know. Okay, It'd be really cool.
0: It's interesting you point that out, because a lot of the Spartans you find, they give you your core abilities. Like, usually the main ones. Like, oh, what if you had levels themed on the dodge roll invisibility combo or something like that? Yeah. Like, a more stealth required Spartan mission. Whereas, like, maybe on normal difficulty it wouldn't matter. But heroic and legendary, what if it's so hard if you get spotted that it's almost like impossible to clear this mission? So it like re- requires a stealth playthrough.
1: Or the character who has the drop wall, maybe that character is like really focused on protecting injured marines and like their whole thing is like throwing down the drop walls and spots so that the marines can move up while you're killing everyone that you can. I mean, because that drop wall, you get two of them at, at max for level. And I assume since each one only had one ability presumably since that's all you picked up from them they would have the maxed up capabilities of that. like they would be masters yeah. of that right
0: yeah okay hmm. what if instead of protecting marines though what if you're protecting battery units or something like that that are going to auto guns that are controlled by marines or something like that like I, the covenant is sieging these batteries and you got to protect them it and seems like,
1: like a cool idea as long as it's not like a seven hour long dlc because that's yeah. terrible after a long time well but. yeah
0: i wouldn't want to pre- i don't know this is just throwing stuff out there, though. Let's uh, move along. So you're playing like a dragon. I played like a dragon. I finally beat oh, it. You, you beat it? Was uh, it worth it? Yeah. On? Uh, it was
1: absolutely worth it. Uh, all, the whole Yakuza series is great. It was very weird, though, for me because, like, um, I about a half a year ago, I broke up with my uh, girlfriend. At the time, we went through the entire Yakuza series essentially. Like, our both of us experienced everything together up until like the last chapter of that game before we split apart. And that was like the last mainline Yakuza game so far. So it was really bittersweet whenever I finally went back and finished it and got it done. And I'm like, all right, it's, it's over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the game itself, it's hard to talk about the end of the game without spoilers, so I really won't. But it, Ichiban is just such a raw emotional character in like a very similar way to Kiryu, but also the complete opposite way. And he's completely won me over um i'm i'm in love with him especially at the end he, he's such a he's just such a cool guy and i'm excited to see what comes out of it i'm really worried because the main dude the main dude of the uh, rayu no goku and whatever's what is the company that makes the Yukuza games he left to go make another company with tensen i think but i still think that the games are probably i mean like they're in good hands the lost judgment games apparently pretty fucking awesome I'm about to start just regular Judgment, which is the spinoff series to Yakuza, which uh takes, it, it continues the uh brawler beat-em-up style gameplay now that Like a Dragon is going to be an RPG. I'm just super, I'm just super
2: pumped about it. It's awesome. I started playing Like a Dragon, but I just haven't had time to go back to it, but I really enjoyed what I played so far, but I really like turn-based RPGs, mm-hmm. so that's like for me right up my alley. Um, I think that it's at the very beginning of the game. Chapter two or three, I think what sold me on Ichiban is he's with his uh, homeless companion who I forget his name <laughs> and uh, he's asking him, well, what do you want to do? Like, what do we do? They're at the rock bottom point. They both are only living in a house at the uh, grace of some person, you know, like they don't have permanent yeah. residency. And he says, I want to be a hero like in Dragon Quest. And <laughs> I, th- I think if you take that, quote out of context it might seem pokey. it might seem weird but i don't know there's something so genuine and childlike and sincere about that response i can't help but feel as though it really endears him to me it's like it's kind of an outlandish fantasy he has to want to be a hero what does it mean to be a hero but you really believe he can do it and so i'm excited to continue it and maybe i'll stream it who knows i i really like the character a lot i have it on ps5
0: especially in a semi semi semi-modern japan gang simulator oh yeah hell yeah or mafia close like family simulator what is a hero I'm especially because, like,
1: it. it take it takes all of the tropes of JRPGs, especially from, like, Dragon Quest or the early Final Fantasy, like the uh, the 16-bit era, and it just modernizes it in a way that it's like, this is what it would be if you were just a normal person. It's like, how would you summon? Oh, you well, you would call them on their cell phone, right? Like, that's, it's yeah, like, so you yeah. use your cell phone to summon, do the summons. It's just, everything is so great. It's like, what is magic? Well, how, how would we make fire? Well, I mean, I guess flamethrower with the... With the <laughs> the lighter and the hairspray, right? Maybe? It's like what if someone could summon pigeons? How would you summon pigeons? Oh, well bird what seed? if you threw birdseed? Yeah. Oh perfect! You did it! <laughs> like it's it's so awesome. I bet it was really fun to make up all of the abilities in that game.
0: Alright. So I'll get into what I've been playing. I had my friend well, our friend, JP over this uh, weekend for a little seafood boil, and we played some gang beasts and I slapped the crap out of him, his wife, and my daughter. Love me some Gang Beast. Another jiggly armed physics game.
2: Is that the game I always see, like, the uh, streamers and the YouTubers playing where you're throwing people off (laughs) the sides of, like, ledges and
0: stuff? That's the whole game. You (laughs) just knock them out and you throw them off the cliff.
2: I've seen some videos of that game where I've laughed so hard I literally start choking. Like, that shit is so funny for some reason. It's so funny.
1: Oh, man. Speaking of videos, oh, no. I just watched this video called, uh, man, I can't remember the—I'm saying, oh, no, because I can't—it's a YouTuber that I've never heard of before. But his video is called uh, Wild Wacky West, when he's, and he's playing Red Dead Redemption 2, and he's just being a total idiot, and it's super funny. But <laughs> he made another video called Wild Modded West, and it is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. It is so good. You guys have to fucking watch it. I can't even talk about it because it's it's, it's kind of like a sketch Thing in a little bit, like, they, but there is like I, a running through line story through both of these videos. So you have to start at Wild Wacky West. I could just look it up on YouTube right now. But I was watching it just earlier today, just eating my Burger King, and I almost fucking choked to death. Like I almost had to do the <laughs> Heimlich maneuver on myself with fucking mayonnaise covered lettuce in my windpipe. It was terrible. It I, in I in had the, to uh, put my food down and finish it, this video. Yeah. Put it in the Discord guys, and
2: I'll look at it afterwards.
1: Oh, yeah, I should do that. Uh, The guy's YouTube channel name, though, is Bed Bananas.
2: Oh,
0: Bed, Bed Bananas? Bananas. I watch yes. his streams. He's actually, he streams with Kryken. My, like, other stream I watch usually. Well, looky
1: there. He makes funny <laughs> YouTube videos, dog. Yeah. You should watch What are the odds? Gigs. Nice. All right.
0: That's fucking great. Oh, Bed Bananas? Yeah. Classic. Oh, and also, uh, then we played the board game Dominion. I don't know if you guys are big board gamers. No, no. It's really. good. I fucking All love board uh, games raising your kingdom and i lost uh jp's wife won good for her
1: <sighs> i like uh Person. i'm more into cooperative board games i love pve board games they're super fun i have a board game based on the game xcom and it is the fucking hardest game i've ever played in my life and you have to oh, use have a seen... cell phone or like a Souls board game no i i mean i've You're... seen it but i see yeah. cuz i go to the card shop i have has a bunch of board games in the other half of it and so I see it in the Dark Souls when it's like right in the middle of the
0: place. That's a board game I really want to play, and it's PVE. Doesn't seem All like right. it should be. <laughs> I know, like when someone turns invader, be like, "What are yeah. you doing, dude?" Like, <laughs> 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 you bastard! Want to beat his boss? Yeah. All right. Uh, then back to my backlog buster. I am failing to clear out my backlog. I'm still on Disc Four Lost Odyssey, and I'm stuck on a boss. That game, like, it gets to a point where. The enemies don't give you XP anymore to keep you in the difficulty curve. They will stop leveling you up. I never (laughs) noticed that before, but I'm like, oh, I'll just farm up a little bit. And then I realize I'm getting one XP per kill. And I'm like, they are literally stopping me from leveling up at this point. They're like, just be better. And I'm like, oh, no,
1: (laughs) you got to pay attention.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm like, I got to actually look at like what damage typing I'm using. This is bonkers. Lost Odyssey still holds up to
2: this day. One of the most unsung games ever. More people need to know about it.
0: Alright, so that covers games we've been playing and what I'm working on. And now Nave, you actually have something kind of weird in the Nave buy section.
1: Yeah, I didn't buy anything, but I thought this would be a good opportunity to mention that we got a bunch of ride-ins for this episode because Elden Ring kicks literal all the ass and everyone wants to talk about it. So all of these things, uh, we're not going to have a Twitter section. Instead of the Twitter section, I'm going to do all the shout-outs right at the top and then because that's normally where we would do the write ins. But almost everyone had something we could springboard off of. So I just I actually did work this episode. I didn't just I'm looking at the notes, I'm doing all kinds of shit this week, everybody. But um yeah, everything's gonna be inter spliced throughout our notes so that we'll have something to read and then we could springboard off of that. And I'll shout you out there again as well. So but right at the top before the first ad break, we're gonna get all the shout outs out anyways. So that's cool for everybody.
0: Perfect. And that moves right into our Patreon section. And so we got to thank our patrons. Morgan, who's literally in this with us. Thanks, Morgan. <laughs> no and Michael Superbacker. And so what we we're calling
1: a, him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what he's known as the now. The myth.
1: The legend.
0: <laughs> uh, we have a new five-star review, which I think is from Michael, but I have not pinned it down completely. Somebody it's named Wolf, Wolf Blade from the USA. And he says, The best video game podcast available. Amazing podcast. I'm fully caught up with the podcast after two months of listening. Great back and forth between the host. Seems to really know what they are talking about, usually. This podcast yeah. was so good. I downloaded Twitter, Patreon, and Twitch just to get more content as the podcast is that good. Thank you, Wolfblade.
1: Usually is pretty generous,
0: I feel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nave. Shout out our boys from Twitter.
1: All right, here we go. We're gonna be talking about we're gonna have inquiries from the play along podcast, Project X Talk, list off with Brian and Ryan, a random gamers corner, one hour, one decision, ours played, and offshore games cast. And then maybe I'll edit something in here in case we get another write in when we're in the middle of ed- or talking. So but that's well, everyone we've
0: got so far. Let's go ahead and take a break so we can get to our meat. I know that's what we really want. That sweet Elden meat. Music plays. Bum 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 bum. <laughs> You, either you guys need to use the bathroom. Mm,
1: yeah, let me use the restroom. <clears throat> okay. This is the first time we've actually had a, something ha- like that happen.
0: <laughs> Where's my dog? You're talking mad and leave. Doing good. Realizing you're not gonna choke to death, so she doesn't have a chance to eat your Burger King and then your body <laughs> after a week. <laughs> Dude,
1: she always every single time I like le- I'll leave the bag of Burger King like somewhere, and then she's just right next to it, just waiting for me to just not be around anymore. But she always <laughs> acts all innocent. She's like. I'm just laying here, just all nice. Yeah. But the I'm it's sure. funny you can walk away and then just real quick look back around the corner and she's already like like getting real close to the bag, <laughs> trying to sniff it.
0: We, today we were at a restaurant and they were doing um, some Disney competition. It was like a it was like a sports bar and they had competitions where they had uh, dog sprint races, pretty much where they were just doing like running heats and. Or were we you watching
1: like medieval times? <laughs> no,
0: it, it was a, like a sports bar. We watched the All-American class, which had like, I think it was like Dobermans, uh, Whippets. What's the really fast one? Greyhounds. Like these like sporty dogs. And they were getting six second times on this. I don't even know how fast it was. Maybe like 100 meters or something like that. It was like insanely fast. These dogs were going 30 miles an hour down <laughs> the path. And then we we you know sat there through the whole thing. Then they started the next class, which they have a whole class dedicated to wiener dogs and the wiener Great. dog times were, were like 16 to 20 seconds where <laughs> as we were watching the whippets and the greyhounds that were getting six second times do these long-haired wiener dogs and we even watched one like, speci- wobbling in
1: the
3: air yeah. like,
0: <laughs> barely getting there specifically there was one wiener dog named nugget and we watched him, and he was so fast. He took down the first half of the track, and we we're like, "Oh, Nugget, Nugget, you can do it. <laughs> and then halfway through, he just stops and looks around, and we're like, No, <laughs> Nugget, you're blowing it. <laughs> like, you're just ruining it. Like, I'm just like watching this, getting super invested as Nugget is throwing away his lead. He was like a solid two seconds above the last two wiener dogs that competed, and he just lost it. He just threw it away
1: i'm ruined <laughs> not financially <laughs> ruined you just hear the stands from one guy
0: <laughs> well this this was so funny because
1: it was it well what go one finish
0: your no story. i don't have anything else
1: yeah, well we were i was walking molly i i got it from uber eats the burger king and i was walking molly and we came up the staircase and i saw the i saw before she did because i'm very tall i'm way taller than my dog And I saw over the staircase that this Burger King bag is sitting in front of my door. And I was like, what is that? And she's like, what is what? As she walked up the staircase and it was like a fucking (laughs) demon was at our door. She was like, (laughs) but it was just a bag of Burger King. (laughs) She knew exactly what it was though. It's her favorite time of the day when the Uber Eats guy brings me my food.
0: And we're back. Morgan's back. Okay. So the meat, this game, the Elden Ring, developed by From Soft, published by Bandai Namco, the creators of Tamagotchis, was released February 25th. In it, you play as a tarnished, a filthy, disgusting cretin of a person.
1: Named John Elden
0: Ring. (laughs) (laughs) And you seek that Elden Ring to become Elden Lord and (laughs) rule over the golden tree. We are not going to talk lore in this, most likely, because I don't even know what happened in this game. (laughs) <laughs> we just spent so long playing. Oh, we we always talk about. Oh, we'll see it in the lore videos later to actually explain what we did.
1: Oh, my favorite thing was we would walk into a room and we'd see a flower and we'd be like, "What is the lore significance of this flower?" <laughs> <Every time. laughs> and then we would just stare at it for like five minutes. Like, I don't and know. know. <laughs> <And> leave. <laughs> All
0: right, well, we're so we're so used to the Dark Souls of every time. Well, the environmental storytelling of you walk into a room and I'm like, Nave, I just picked up a piece of crap. I picked up the pie, Dung Pie 47. Why is Dung Pie 47 in this particular toilet?
1: What does this say about the human nature?
0: <laughs> I, I know okay. y'all don't care about the lore, uh, but I think I care
2: about it even less, if you can believe it. I skipped every, <laughs> I skipped all the cutscenes. scenes. I didn't Whoa, even the cut cut <laughs> I They were so shit. cool. I don't they give a pretty. shit.
0: Wait, did you, you skip the very first, play- first cutscene?
2: Uh, I saw it on a YouTube playthrough.
0: Oh, I, mean, I, don't, God. Know. I don't know.
1: I don't even remember the first cutscene. <laughs> because the first like, cutscene—just pictures, wasn't it?
0: Well, yeah, no, well, it was, the they lore? were like anime pictures, but it was like sweet because they were all like in a time long ago before the shattering. And then no, it like no. talked about all the old gods and it's like rise tarnished. And then they started naming all the people and they're like, honor for the all knowing, the lonesome dung eater, the lady who sleeps <laughs> with corpses. I don't remember the rest.
1: The Loathsome dung eater is MVP.
0: And then the final one. A final tarnished with no name. And that's your character. And I'm like, that's me. Chills. You know, this is awesome.
2: (laughs) I'm just here for gameplay only, pretty much. Gameplay, music, how I'm feeling at the moment. Nothing else matters to me. Nothing else.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, let's do a quick cover of how we played it. And then we'll start hitting these points. We got our
1: very first write-in right here at the top. You motherfuckers giving over. Chris from 1H1D, I'm telling on you. He said, why did you guys play Elden Ring? Instead of Paw Patrol, Mighty Pups, Save Adventure Bay. Is that co-op? Is it? I don't I know. Don't know what it, this game is. I don't even know what this game is, but it sounds amazing. It's it on Game fantastic. Pass. I've seen is it, it on Game Pass? What yeah. about? Do you know anything about Paw Patrol, Save Adventure, Mighty Pups, Bay?
2: The only thing I know about Paw Patrol is that there's a conspiracy theory that it's some sort of propaganda to make young kids trust yeah. you, the
0: police. That's
2: all I it know is. about it. Is it? I don't know anything about That's what I've heard as well.
0: You've heard that too? I've heard it's blue propaganda.
1: What about the. What is it uh, in Arthur? Arthur ended and you got to see everyone as adults and uh, what is her name? DW becomes a cop. And everyone's like, yep. That makes sense. (laughs) sense.
0: (laughs) She was a narc the whole
3: time.
1: (laughs) Nailed it. We don't know, Chris. That's the answer. Okay. So
0: when we. Yeah. Our playthrough, me and Nave. We played through co-op every step of the way we could. Uh, We would log in and kind of explore without each other, but we tried every boss to beat it in co-op. There were a couple points that we'll get to where the bosses were just insanely easier in solo for some reason. Like, I don't know. Mm. We'll get to it. There are also points
1: where usually me would explore too far, wander into a boss arena, and then my hundreds of thousands of souls would be trapped on the other side (laughs) of a door that I desperately wanted. So I'm like, I guess I have to beat this fucking guy so that I can take it out. I'll just help Philip do it later.
0: Pinecone, how would you describe your initial playthrough?
2: Well, I have a really uh, uh, momentous and spontaneous announcement to make that I have kept a secret. I actually also played this game co-op whoa unbeknownst to everyone to give a different perspective than you two have you two are friends and you communicate with each other and you play games <laughs> i played with strangers only a strangers only no comms run and let me tell you it's a very different run with no comms and strangers <laughs> and it made me i think resent humanity just a little bit more really <laughs> it's not <laughs> bad dude I'm, I'm not here to shame anybody if this is your first Souls game, fair enough. I get it. We all start somewhere. I don't want to diminish other people's skills, but people are so goddamn stupid. People <laughs> are so stupid. You can't believe it. I wonder, I, I, some, with some of the experiences I had on not just the bosses, but exploring terrain, I wonder, do you use your turn signal in your car outside? How do you walk outside of the steps of your house without dying? How do you not just explode? <laughs> what what happens in your day-to-day life? Can I trust you to open a jar of pickles, let alone walk down this narrow, enemy-free path with me without dying? So I played co-op <laughs> as well, something God. I don't normally ever do in these games. I played co-op, and it was rough, let me tell you. In fact, it was so rough, I honestly think using summons, like those little ghost spirits, yeah. is un- unironically a better way to play the game than random co-op. Oh, yeah, we're going to dive into oh, that. I, mean,
1: I think that is an objective. I think that is objectively correct, actually, <laughs> just because of one specific one. Uh, I wanna, I do want to mention, me and Philip did experience rando play as well, mostly mm. with us joining other people's worlds in order to help. Towards the very end, we we did not summon randoms the whole game, but at the very end, we decided, let's just try this out, mostly because millennia was hard. <laughs> and so I beat, uh, So we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, There was one guy in particular, though. I'm, like, desperately looking through my fucking Twitch VODs now because I was specifically helping people fight Radon. Radon? He's, the, yeah. he's the Star Scourge. Yeah. So yeah. I was helping people fight Radon, and there was – for about two hours I was streaming. And I played this Radon fight maybe 30 minutes before as well. Now, before I was even streaming, there was this one guy who I kept getting summoned into, like, every, like, 20 minutes – For the entirety of the stream. And then I, at the very end, finally beat this fucking boss for him. Like, it would always end up, he would just die at some random point in the fight. And once the host of the area dies, you're just like, I can't do anything now. I wish I could find this guy's name, because I've just been skipping through this stream now. But you just want to drop some dirt on him
0: real quick?
2: (laughs) Because
1: every time I saw him, because the reason why I recognized him also is because he, I always had a skull helmet, and he had the same skull helmet on. And every time I would join, he would drop to his knees in the anguish emote. <laughs> he would see me and be like, please, dude. Help please help. Me. Can you just and carry whenever, me. It was so great because when I finally <laughs> helped him beat Radon, he was just jumping, doing the jump for joy thing, and then he clapped. And I was just like, we did it! We did it together! <laughs> I don't know.
0: All right. So what that's a that good on? intro. To uh, some light, Elden Ring tasting, but there's one little topic of debate that comes up every time a Souls game comes out, and we have not officially made a stance on the pod about the the whole controversy of Souls games. On this, so there's pod. a lot of sides to this. Yeah, not this pod. I've, we don't. I've don't done know. it
1: somewhere else, but
0: yeah. So this argument has a lot of sides. It's the easy mode versus difficulty versus. Uh, how the game was meant to be played versus gatekeeping versus accessibility. Accessibility. There's like nine different sides to this argument and we're arguing over different things. So we'll start with you, Pinecone. How do you feel about the forced difficulty of the Souls genre?
2: Ordinarily, I'm not sympathetic to these plays whatsoever. Um, One aspect of art that I think is critical to understand is that not everything is made for everybody. And that's what makes art very special. And the last thing I would want to ever do is tell an artist to change his vision that he feels a strong conviction towards. I would hate, I would feel so guilty if Miyazaki felt pressured to make this game easier. I would feel terrible because it would be diluting his art. However, having said that, this game I think should settle the debate because there is objectively an easy mode in this game. Magic and Bleed magic and bleed (laughs) change your experience forever permanently if you play magic and bleed and try to do a sword and board sword and shield run directly after like you it's a whole different game the the different ways that you can express yourself in this game through through different weapons different skills magic it allows you to kind of tailor make the game uh, to a style that pleases you and obviously there's going to be people online that are still going to gatekeep and say you ain't shit if you used magic you ain't shit if oh you yeah used bleed. There's, that's still going to happen but that's just humans are trash so that's just that that is what it is we're not solving that on you know we're not solving world peace here we're just talking about elden ring and i think that it finally has uh, given brand new players something that they can kind of grasp like a lifeline maybe from here they can start to pull themselves out of this, uh, frankly, ignorance that these games are too hard. Because I was actually just commenting on this the other day, doing the Donkey Kong No Death Run. I was like, shit, I'd rather be fighting Radon right now, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'd much rather be fighting Radon, or fuck any boss, really, in this game. So I guess that's where I land on the whole difficulty debate.
1: Wait, you guys were playing with your TVs
0: turned on? Oh my god. <laughs> you guys Mate, have What's your opinion on, on this?
1: It seems like Morgan basically lands exactly where I'm at. Where uh, I see video games as an art form, I see the uh, I see the plight of people who are like legitimately can't play games like this. But unfortunately, not every game is for everybody, and I, it's going to be hard for me to articulate it as well as Morgan did. So I'm going to sound very stupid coming right after him and saying the exact same thing. But <laughs> so essentially. There are multiple, not even just the, not even just the magic and the bleed stuff. There are active summoning pools. Like right now, there are so many people trying to help each other. There's a famous story that's going around, which we'll talk about a little bit later. It, there's just so much community effort uh, and community coming togetherness. What help me with words, maybe? But <laughs> no, you're good. This, uh, this game has such a camaraderie. That's what I was looking for that C word right there, um, that whenever you go out and you ask people, if you go into LFGs for the Xbox, I'm not sure what it's called on the PlayStation. I think it's groups or something. You can find people who are literally just standing at Melania and just helping people or standing over at Radon, just like I was. I, I For t- three hours, I just sat there and beat Radon probably about 35 times just for people who were struggling. And almost every single one of them was like celebrating. I was like, I probably just saved that guy so much time. And it's like, <laughs> There is this mentality that the talk- Dark Souls community is incredibly toxic, and while the community does have some toxicity, it's it's not like you have to do a litmus test to get into the Dark Souls community. You can just be a no-name on Twitter and just be like, I like Dark Souls, and I'm going to go and bully people who play Dark Souls in any way that makes the game easier for you. You know what I mean? If you're not running yeah. around using only fists at level one, you're a loser, and like, There are people like that, and for the most part, I think most of them are memeing, but there are legitimately people who get angry about that. And for those guys, I say stand down, all right? You got to calm yourselves. But almost everyone that I've ever interacted with as far as Dark Souls is concerned loves it whenever people are getting into these games, loves it when I have questions that they know the answers to. It makes them feel super helpful, and I don't know. It's such a great feeling. It's because it, I'm doing that now. I'm going back. I had this complete character arc, like 180 change, where I became this person who was like, "Hey, there's shit over here. Hey, there's shit over here. Look out for these enemies. Maybe you should level this differently. There's a weapon you could probably use better than this. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not like looking a bunch of shit up. I'm like just experiencing this shit for the for my fir- uh, for the first time, just brunt force running into it. And I don't know. Like, you just got to get good. That's what I think. <laughs> You just gotta get good
0: all right my take on this is kind of along the get good because I tried the easy mode because everyone talks about like how hard is it just to implement an easy mode just make the player stronger make the enemies weaker or whatever back in Dark Souls one I forced an easy mode with a um a, what's called like a cheat engine and I just gave myself a billion souls gave myself a billion health points and I just walked through the game like a theme park just walking up to each section being like oh nice and continuing on. And I got nothing out of the game. So an easy mode will not give people the satisfaction they want from these games. The difficulty in it forces actual engagement and learning with the mechanics of the game. An easy mode would just be completely less engaging. And it's not worth the playthrough. We talk about wanting people to see these worlds, to see the artist's vision. Well, once the artist makes it, we can't really see their vision anymore. We only see our own vision of what we think the artist was going for. And if you're playing this game through on easy, it's going to feel like a generic action RPG, and you're not going to take away anything new from it than you would from maybe Skyrim on a lower difficulty. But then when we step in here and the game says, hey, either you're not a high enough level for this, or you're just not good enough skilled to clear this area, you actually have to take a second and think about what you're doing. You have to learn to dodge. Like my wife, I just started playing a co-op run with her, and she doesn't play a lot of action games. She hasn't played any Dark Souls before this. She was even scared to like give these games a shot. But, you know, she was willing to try it for me because I'm like, hey, I really love the series. And she was like, well, if you love it, you know, she really wants to give it a shot too. Because if I see value in it, I hope she can see the value in it as well. And if she was just playing it on easy and just breezing through it, she wouldn't see. Or learn, She wouldn't learn the lessons that I learned. This game, or I say Dark Souls 1, was the one that brought me into this. Because my first playthrough of Dark Souls 1 was just a cheese run of me not dying. And I didn't get it. It wasn't until months later when I played through it on the 360 version, back when nobody was playing it. No invaders. Yeah, so there's no invaders. And I just played it pretty much offline by myself. No summons, besides the NPC summons. And I beat the whole game through by myself, learning to get good. And it was a like almost like a religious experience where I rethought of myself as a gamer and I understood what was good about Dark Souls because I thought before it was just the style, but it's more than the style. It's the person, the player's relationship with the game and the mechanics. And if you're playing the game on easy, you're not going to get a relationship from it. It's just going to be like watching a movie after two hours. It's done and you forget about it.
1: First off, well done. That was a real idiot sandwich that we had. Like, you know, awesome, retard, oh awesome. So it's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm really, really stupid. I'm sorry, everybody. But when I had an epiphany right towards the end of your description or, or whatever, your response to this uh, controversy. And I think I understand now why I've fallen so deeply in love with Elden Ring. I have been smitten by this game by everyone around me. No one even close has become been as smitten as, by this game as me. I'm like... Living, breathing, sleeping, dreaming, thinking about it at work, everything is Elden Ring. I might have said Dark Souls earlier. I don't remember. But the reason – one of the biggest things is that what you just described about Janna going through the game, learning the lessons her own way and everything, that's exactly my experience with Elden Ring because in Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, the ones that I've beaten – which is all of them, I guess, uh, every single one of them, I've basically been carried throughout the entire experience. The only one I didn't was two, and that one I just used a walkthrough simply to get the achievements rather than, like, it was like, go here, get this is the really strong weapon, abuse this for all of the game. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. Well, <laughs> this game, I've hardly even used any, like, outside sources unless until the end of the game when I was like, okay, I need to go back and get all of these equipments and stuff which by the way humble brag I got all the achievements in this fucking game so yeah yeah I really enjoyed this game yeah I think that that was my complete character arc of actually coming to understand wow I'm dying to this boss I have to stop and evaluate how I'm playing this game and why I'm dying so much what I'm doing wrong what I'm not reacting to properly and and finally it start. everything just started falling into place like a plinko machine. Like it got to the point where me and Philip were fighting some bosses and I'm like I'm the one noticing tells and I'm like look out look out look out back off back off and then Philip gets hit by something and I'm like when she when <laughs> she time. does a specific thing you have yeah. to like not be there like I promise it hurts so bad. But yeah, man, we hit that we hit that part hard.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh this is also always you know an open discussion. If you guys have ride-ins Uh, I know we talked about the playlong Boys. Uh, They talked about during their uh, Q&A. If anyone has another opinion they want to share, like they specifically had an argument for an easy mode in Souls games. And I remember thinking, disgusting, at the time when (laughs) I heard it. But I really wanted them to, I don't know, like maybe come in and talk to us at one point. Maybe that's a future episode. We'll see.
1: Yeah. Especially, because specifically Ben, because we've been needing to get Ben on the show, but Ben also extended out. He's like, I just want to talk to somebody about this. Well, but honestly, I think we're talking past each other. We're talking about like, like Philip was saying at the very beginning of all of this, there are like seven. There's like an octagon of people all arguing past each other and then arguing about completely different things, but it's all around like a very similar topic of like everyone should be able to play video games, and it just depends on your philosophy. Anyway, we got a ride in.
0: Let's hear it. How about
1: this? White Sea Deer from Project X Talk here. Okay, well, he, okay. so he said who he is at the beginning. What is the best starting class and why is it the samurai?
0: No, he's wrong. Oh, oh. this guy.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know about the sam. It basically really depends. If you want to play dex build, I mean, I guess samurai is pretty tight. I'm assuming the best build on a tactical level is the one that starts at level one, right? I don't think so either. Oh I, don't, oh, I don't know. Well, why don't we... Do you want to talk about the best builds, or do you want to start off with what we started with? All
0: right, Pinecone, with? Pinecone, start with what you started with, and then what you changed to, you know? Okay,
2: I started with Astrologer, and I changed immediately. <laughs> I was like, nope, nope, we're not doing this. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure the best starting class is the Prisoner. I'm almost positive. He starts with the S Stock, an incredible dex weapon. Not only that, but he's got this spell that everyone is sleeping on. It's better than any of the Astrologer spells that he starts with. It's called Magic Glint Blade. It's a rune that you put in the air behind you. I don't know if y'all have noticed this because I don't know how much magic y'all used. When you do a cast of an animation, when you do the animation on startup, the enemies dodge. They preemptively dodge. Oh, I believe it. So when you put the rune above you, it's like a mine. It's waiting to shoot a magic sword at them. They dodge the rune cast. They don't dodge the sword. And so basically what you get is free damage. Because they dodge the cast. They don't dodge the actual spell. So you just shit on everything for the first half of the game with magic Glimp blade. You don't even have to put points into intelligence. Do a a normal dex build with the sword, putting the glint blade behind you. And then all you have to do is focus on fundamentals. Dodging, and then the damage is already handled for you. You don't got to do anything with damage. And to top it all off, he has one of the best head pieces in the game. One of the best pieces of head armor that even at endgame, I was still struggling to take out. I was like, damn. I don't know it's good still like maybe i do want to keep it that weird prisoner helmet yeah where, but... where only like one of his eyes is exposed <laughs> it's yeah, disgusting that thing yeah. is so it good so ugly <laughs> it's it's ugly but you know what it is so good in terms of stats and in terms of weight ratio anyway that's i think that the samurai would be maybe the best if it didn't have so much into uh i, 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 I believe there's some stats in endurance that you don't really quite need at that level and and other things that are that are slightly wasted and, I think that the whole reason you would start Samurai is to get the Uchigatana at the very beginning of the game. But in one of the first dungeons in Limgrave at the start of the game, you can just go run to the Uchigatana and get it without even fighting anything. So I don't know if it's ever worth it to, to start with the Samurai class. Not to mention the armor sucks, even though it does look cool. I had a
1: bunch <laughs> of friends play Elden Ring uh, in real life and... Only one of them picked the samurai, and of course he's like a super crazy weeb. It's my friend Dontre, and he is the least familiar out of everybody w- of these fucking games. And I was like, dude, you might want to pick a class with a shield or something. And I tried to explain it to him. And he's like, no, I refuse. I want to be a kick-ass samurai. And he ended up washing out. He doesn't want to play the game anymore. I don't even Damn. think he beat Margot. but uh. I was trying to describe to him. I was like, dude, that's like a pretty hard you're you're picking hard mode right now like you have to parry man you have to parry and dodge you have to know how to do that and of course he didn't want to learn so but what about you philip what about you with the classes
0: honestly i thought the samurai build was really strong just starting with bleed is convenient i didn't totally. know you get the uchi that early in the game uh whenever janice started playing and we were going to play through co-op she's like oh which i build and i'm like Bleed is heckin' broken. Just just go with Bleed. I'll play my main, so I'll already be a strong boy. And we can just not really worry about the bosses that much. Like, you, she still needs to survive and dodge, but we can do it. And we've already beaten... Like, we're walking up to um, God... Godwin? Yeah, Godwin. We're almost to Godwin. Uh, And we did that in maybe three hours. So, like, nothing. We're just oh. flying through. And that's like doing side dungeons, too. Where I'm like, hey, you know, just explore around here. Look for a cave mouth or something like that. And she finds it. I'm like, great. And then I teleport in and we we clear it. Which it's so fun to point. I'm like, hey, you won't believe this boss. We go through the fog boss and it's the watchdog. And I'm like, look, <laughs> look at that thing's face. It's an ugly Dude, cat.
1: That fucking cat, man. Did she, did she get caught so from, the, from the backwards attack? Yes, when he turns his head around, When she, <laughs> she, what was her experience? Because I scream. Morgan famously, in one of our streams, pointed out that sometimes when I get startled, I scream like I'm a droid getting shot in Star Wars, and it definitely <laughs> happened that time. When he, just, there's this giant, disgusting, abomination of a gargoyle, and in this game, and when you're fighting big enemies, you just get behind them. That's a pretty safe spot to be. Well, if you're behind this gargoyle, it, its head does the exorcist complete turnaround and then it just breathe what does it do breathe fire on you yeah i don't remember i think it just it just takes you out it's so funny
0: and then at that point this is like before we even made it to godwin so we still have you know 90 percent of the bosses left in the game uh my wife jan just like looks at me she's like why is every boss in the game a freak of nature this game is not like a generic fantasy like usually it's like goblin chieftain or big skeleton or like normal fantasy monsters you know in this we have freaky cat we have weird goat man with a hunch, hunchback goat man, uh, which is Morgat or Margaret or whatever. Like these all the bosses in the game and it just goes farther. Eventually you get amputee guy or whatever. He just keeps <laughs> sticking more arms to himself. Godwin, like it, it just gets crazier and crazier as the game goes on. All right. We need to keep this moving. So let's talk about game time.
1: Hey, you fucking loser. Game, I was what? the hero and I stayed the hero the whole time, basically. Oh, my God. I forgot we were Continue. talking about classes.
0: <laughs> oh, okay quick class thing i was the um whatever the the level one starting class was that's what i was i started underwear and club nice
1: i saw the big strength stat and i said "Ooh, i like that i want oh, to it and then i played and uh that the whole game
0: i do not recommend starting like that because honestly you could pick anything else and just respec later in the game there's no point in starting as a level one soul character
1: well, the best part about the level one soul character is that when you do respec, you get all your points back. It's you get you get uh, so many more points back because oh, it's do? like whenever I respec as a hero, I, it only went down to my base stats as hero, so I could never Ooh, go like I didn't below know eleven decks. But even though I was like, I don't want any decks. I wish I could take these points, put them somewhere <laughs> else.
2: But the, it, it is good from that perspective to be that level one class. But the only problem is if you're going for a very specific build and you choose that level one class. I think it's got 11 in every stat, or is it 10 or something like that? It's 10 in every stat. It's 10 in every stat. So sometimes you wouldn't want to have those extra points in like arcane if you're not using bleed, right? Yeah. Th- that's why you would choose another starting class that has like six or seven arcane because it's just wasted points you're not going to get back. That's the only yeah, reason I'd I say think it. my
1: thing had like four intelligence, and I was like, perfect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Big dumb. All right. Game go. time. Nave seems to have the most hours in the game at 106 hours of the $60 game. He beat this the 60 hour like a dollar per hour. Like that's the thing I always hope for. If I can get 60 hours in a game, I know I totally got my money's worth, you know? 60 hours Nave. of fun. Not okay, that's just good.
1: 60 hours.
0: Oh my god. You got to be
1: having fun the whole time.
0: And then uh so Nave had 106 hours, I had 90 across four characters and old cone you listed 70 hours across two characters was that a pretty li- even split or did you have like a main well uh, i had well one of them i went through the game fast i went pretty fast
2: even though i did a lot of optional stuff i just i'm trying to memorize the game right now for future runs uh, for streaming purposes so I, i've got Kalid, Limgrave and the lakes area memorized completely i think i'm working on the other ones so that i can run through and get exactly the items i need so it really optimizes the playthroughs when you know exactly what you got to go do at all times to have an objective list. So uh, I only beat it with two characters, 70 hours. It seems a little on the low side, but it's going to grow. It'll increase in time <laughs> for sure.
1: So the way that I was playing uh, and, and got all the the achievements, I had to basically do a new game plus run. And I had to get to the Atlas Plateau. I had to get to almost – I had to get what is the – The capital city, I had to go through the capital city, and I also had to do like 75% of Ronnie's storyline again. So, but it only took me about an hour and a half, and I literally never died. Like, that's how strong my character was at the end of the game. I went through almost the, I went through at least 60% of the game, of the main game.
0: All right, so that covers about our game time. Now, let's talk about, it's kind of like, this game is notable as in the other Dark Souls like if we're just talking about mainline Dark Souls, because I don't know, I didn't play Bloodborne. Uh a lot of the NPCs either didn't matter that much or they were just kind of set dressing. In this, the NPCs are all over the place. And you're just walking around and you bump into them. Uh, do you guys have a favorite NPC you want to call out? The Dung Eater.
1: The dung the Eater's dung Eater? the fucking
0: boss. He's 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 the okay. boss hog, man. What's so cool about Dung Eater? He eats dung.
1: That's his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually what much happened? worse than that. He's <laughs> He is the most interesting because it's like, how do you get that name, sir? Like, just please give me a crumb of information on how you got that
2: name. Dude, they're burying the lead on the Dung Eater dung eater name. He does way worse shit than eating shit. Like, that's <laughs> the least of his problems. That's <laughs> – I, I don't even know what would be analogous to that. That's, It's like he's the one that came up with the name Dung Eater as some sort of positive PR campaign for himself, you know? Like the, the shit that he's up to is some of the cruelest and most evil shit in the entire soul series. And I'm someone that doesn't care about the lore, but it was so vile. It was brought to my attention from other people in our uh, sphere of influence. And I was like, damn, I, don't, I think this might be the most evil character in all of Dark Souls ever. The dude is scum and he deserves to die. Kill him at
0: first sight. Well, the first time you see him is in the opening cutscene and he's being hung by a bunch of townspeople. So it's like <laughs> step one. You see this guy getting killed. Well, a lot of the Tarnished are being killed in their initial, like you see for the All-Knowing, who's basically the brain from, you know, Pinky and the Brain, who he's like, there's all these gods out there and we got to stop him. And he's like, you won't understand because you're a lame Tarnished, but we're cool Tarnished. And meanwhile, you never see him do anything until the end of the game. But Dung Eater, you find him and he's like, he's got like a cell, like a prison cell where they lock him up. He's just not a cool dude. Uh,
1: but in all honesty, Ronnie is the best in PC for sure. Like not even close. Like she's such an interesting character. Her voice actor is great. The art is great. Like how she looks like once you, once you go through her, I feel bad for Philip cause he didn't actually go through Ronnie's storyline. Uh. But once you get to close to the end of Ronnie's storyline, you see her without all of her clothes on and you realize she's like a puppet. Like she's like a, not a human. Like it or like her arms, her joints are held together by twine. It's such a cool character. Like I was, I was just standing there staring at her lifeless little body thing. Whatever the fuck was going on in that cutscene, I'm like, what is happening here? Like it's so, uh, it's so uh, what is it? I was gonna say Orwellian, but that's not right. Uh, who's that guy? The Cthulhu dude? Oh,
0: wow. Uh, fuck? Lovecraftian.
1: Lovecraftian, yeah. It's it's almost Lovecraftian. Like how strange. Like it's it's hard to like understand where she really starts and ends and if she's even a humanoid thing to begin with or just something filled with magic it's like i can't wait for the lore videos on this lady which i'm sure there are because she's so popular i'm sure there that's one of the first videos that came out
0: gathered from just like being in the ecosystem of elden ring stuff it seems like this is a lovecraftian story but different than uh what was the bloodborne different than bloodborne bloodborne was very space octopus This game is very, the colors from out of space. Like, I don't know how much Lovecraft you've read, where it's almost like you have these beings from outer dimensions who are manipulating the our I don't know, mortal dimension through unknown means to unknown ends, where we don't know what they want. And it is expressed with, we have a marionette Ronnie, who's trying to break the cycle or, you know, break her bonds or whatever, who is being controlled or trying to get away from the hands or like the master hands. I think about smash bros because it's literally like half the monsters are giant disfigured hands. And then the monsters you're almost working for are the two fingers, which are supposedly representing the will of God and guiding you the tarnish along your path. I don't know. It's, it's deep and I don't understand it. Remember when we said we weren't going to talk about the lore,
1: (laughs) and then we immediately jumped into it.
0: All right, well, my favorite NPC was either Alexander Warrior Jar, who is just oh, a hero, on, damn it. <laughs> or the No Maidens guy, which is just like the white mask or something. I don't even remember his name. Just for the memes. I just love No Maidens, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. filthy tarnished. You'll but never isn't it make
1: always, it. Isn't it always the girl? What's her name? Uh, Melania? Isn't that her name? Yeah. What is the girl, the first maiden that okay, you get? It's always her picture when it says No Maidens.
0: There's Melina and Melania, right? Those are like the two characters.
1: Yeah. <sighs> yeah everyone's names too. are very
2: similar. I think there's a thematic reason for that, but um, I'm over here pushing R1. I don't care. I'm just killing everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the the NPC, going from a gameplay focus perspective, the NPC I liked the most was the Pope uh, Turtle. Turtle I Pope. never met
0: Pope Turtle.
2: I yep. forgot
1: about Turtle Pope, too. There's so turtle. many good NPCs.
2: Turtle P- Pope is really tight, and if somebody's somehow listening to this and has not found him yet and you use magic, um, take all your scrolls, no matter what, to Turtle Pope. He is the only one, I think, that stays where he is. He stays put because he's a turtle friend and you can rely on him. <laughs> and you can always go and buy the stuff from him. You can always go and buy the scrolls and spells from him because some of these other NPCs are trifling bitches. They'll just disappear off the map or they'll go somewhere else or they'll fucking die in some cases. So they're not very reliable from a gameplay perspective to be buying things from even that dude uh, with the, um, the cloth over his head in the roundtable hold. Even he isn't all that reliable. He disappears after a certain point, too. So go to the turtle pope. He's very he's a good guy. Tell him I sent you.
1: You lied because the Turtle Pope is always moving in the game. It's just that he's very, very slow, so <laughs> he doesn't go anywhere. He just moves forward slightly throughout the progression <laughs> of the game. I don't know if that's true, but that would be a great Easter egg. All
0: right. So, any other notable NPCs? I know we brought up um, Millennia. Your the Maiden's in... eye have an accord, and she's missing an eye. Classic meme. What is but up yeah, with she... that? Because
1: Ronnie's also missing an
0: eye. I think it's because they were they were attacked. During the Shard Wars or something, maybe because I think we they see... both have the
1: same mark on their face too. Hmm. I uh, if I I want to look it up now later though. But it, I what if is are their eyes? Is it the same eye on both on both faces, or is it the opposite eye on both faces? Oh,
2: you're talking about the Mike Tyson tattoo she's got. Yeah. 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 Oh, I think there's a reason. I think that it's more than just a coincidence that some of these characters have very similar sounding names and features. But I would have to, like you said, look at a lore video. I know Vadi Vidya just posted his first one. He already got a million views in like a day. So like this shit's popping off right now. If any of y'all care about that.
1: Dude, Elder Ring is a fucking sensation right now. But yeah, is that the guy that made the really, really long Dark Souls video? Oh, yeah. Yeah, or is He that makes so many of... of them.
0: It's his career. He did, the, <laughs> he did the prepare to cry videos, which he just well, talks about like the sad about, stories. There's one Souls. guy
1: who made like a three hour long, like it's like the definitive... This oh, is what really? happens in Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3. And it's – what is his name? It's like I Am Something. Like that's his oh, YouTube name. I can't remember what it is. But uh, – or no, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm so stupid. I'm thinking of Destiny. Destiny 1 and 2. Someone did oh, that for Destiny 1 and 2. I Am Vibe. Like, f- yeah, I Am Vibe. F- f- that's it. Yeah, because I, I was like, who told me that? And I was like, oh, I heard it on Sacred Symbols. And they obviously talk about Destiny. They, don't, I'm so stupid. Anyway, we got a write-in from Rob from ours play that said we did an Elden Ring episode uh, to kick off a side series on our pod about watching games as a co-op experience. Curious to hear about other perspectives. Do you guys think that Elden Ring is the FromSoft game with the best viewing experience for someone who is not playing? And someone replied to him, Dylan from the offshore games cast. He said, I know that's for their show, but side note, my girlfriend never had any interest in any From Software game. With Elden Ring, she asks if she can watch me play on a weekly basis. I meant to say this way before when you were talking about Janna, but then I had that epiphany, and I completely forgot about it, so sorry. No, that that right in. Oh, that's it. I meant to put that in there way before, but (laughs) now it's here, so oopsies.
0: I don't know. Uh, The only person I've watched play Elden Ring is Pinecone, and I guess a little bit of Knave. And it just made me want to play. Uh, I don't know what the deal with that is. I almost feel like Dark Souls 1 would be a better watch. Because then you can see the mastery of the game. And everything is so much more streamlined. Elden Ring has a lot of walking. Or like horse riding in between the set pieces. Whereas Dark Souls is a continuous hallway experience. Usually. Where you just like. right, just chain together all these cool set pieces.
1: I think it's interesting if there was like a. Like a boss rush kind of. Way, like way to play the game like almost how i was playing when i was doing my new game plus just to get the last two achievements where i was just beelining to each boss and almost all the main bosses are like the most interesting spect visual spectacles anyways like Radon. the only one like the only one that i would say that you can miss is the there's the dragon at the bottom of the have you guys fought the dragon plague sacks or whatever underneath the tornado town do you guys fight that boss
0: no, I don't uh. think I did actually. No, I don't think so either. Is that? Oh, in he's Plague really Lake? fucking cool, huh? Then the Plague Lake or the Rotten Lake?
1: No, no, no. Area? It's it's in the Tornado Town. You just go down. You just parkour down rocks, and he's at the bottom no, of that area. I didn't. Do he's that. a secret boss. And, well, he's really cool. It's like the Grand Dragon or something. You actually, you literally go back in time to fight him wow, before the tornadoes were there. But uh, so that guy you can miss, and then there's another one at the end of Ronnie's storyline where he's basically throwing galaxies and. And shit, at I you. Did and do he's that a really one. cool guy. I did. Do that that was a really cool fight too. But yeah, yeah, if someone, if you can watch someone just blitz through the bosses like that, then that would probably be really entertaining to watch. I th- I would think.
2: I the when I when I'm scrubbing through my footage personally, the vast majority of it is me running places. It's
1: just me <laughs> That's running places. Yeah. Really, just depends on how much you like to look at like pretty things because. I think – so I like Philip said, I had like 106-something hours whenever I finally rolled credits. And I would say at least 15 of those hours is me just walking places and looking at shit and just being like, wow, this looks good. Screenshot. I have so many screenshots of this game. Holy shit. Of me just – like Phillip, like one of the things that he uh, – one of the things he constantly heard was he'd be like, Nave, get over here. We got to do this. And I'm like, hold on, I'm taking a screenshot. And I'm like sitting – trying to sit down and get a good view and like no 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 i gotta move over a little bit sit down again make the camera look good all right anyways
0: moving along this game has a lot of enemies trying to stop you from seeking that elden ring and becoming elden lord i put down a couple enemies that really sparked hate in my heart and it was those birds there's like three or four different birds in this game that are just reskins and each one will mess you up in a different way There's like generic like hawks with blades for feet that will just stab the crap out of you, and they're so hard to hit. I just don't have anything I can hit them with. And like most of my playthrough until the double gargoyles was with a dagger, so I could not hit these birds. The the same, I ended up running past like every bird I saw. Then you get explosive barrel birds, which pick up explosive barrels and throw them at you Donkey Kong style, and that was annoying. And then finally you get birds in the in the giant land that are fire breathing <laughs> at the same time and it was just a nightmare i hated this even birds.
1: talk about the Khalid birds
0: cuz we oh, just avoided death those birds. like the play- we yeah. died to you those just like walk around and those. we went yeah.
1: fuck these 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 are dumb yeah. <laughs> these aren't worth it at all
0: uh then the other one was the invisible assassins or the death blades or dark blades mm. uh, i don't know i remember i went through and i was able to beat like the um you need to clear them out to get the secret amulet to get to the haggle tree. And you have to kill about three of these guys. And I had Radon sword at the time. So I was able to just AOE kill them with my Radon star slam, gravity, magic, whatever. And I'm like, oh, this, is, this isn't this is so bad. But then Nave, I'm like, Nave, I need you to go do this. You got to solo <laughs> it. And he's like, I can't hit him. And you were getting so angry. And I'm like, oh, my God, because of this one enemy type. We are at it. It wasn't standstill. just them.
1: It wasn't. Just oh, what them. is it? I was going to bring it up. It was them partially because what they do, they, they go invisible and then they come up and they stab you in the back. Or they, they, they backstab you, but they stab you in the stomach. But there were these guys who shot magic arrows on the rooftops. And the combination of those guys who I can't fucking reach because I'm a big boy with a sword. And then these dudes who just keep stabbing me on the ground every time I fall off the roof. It's like I could not – that combination of people I could not fight. And these guys shooting arrows, it's not like – loading an arrow pa grabbing an arrow from the quiver and pulling back the drawstring they're fucking shooting you like fucking machine guns they're hitting you like and if you are someone like me who's like super tanky like i could take a i could take a million arrows but if as soon as you add magic holy bleed to that shit i will die so fast like it is the only enemy that i hated more was any of the fucking enemies that made you die instantly from that one instant death the plague death the guys the basilisks there's giant worms that vomit it i think there's one other type of enemy um as if i'm standing in a cloud and i act if i'm if i am standing in a cloud and i swing once i instantly die i have no opportunity to react i have no opportunity to roll if i'm ever swinging my weapon and they drop a cloud of that shit at my feet my great sword takes so long to recover from the wind up that the bar is already filled and i'm dead that was the yep. most infuriating thing. Every single I'm like, if you just listen to me and Philip playing, like I will be in an area like this and I'll be like, oh fucking great. This area has people who can do this too. This is the funnest way to die. Ha ha ha. I'm dead again. Sick. I have to run all the way back here because I didn't know there were gonna be basilisks around this corner and I fucking died instantly. What an amazing game. You know, I would be so fucking angry.
0: Yeah. All right, by going, do you have a favorite pet enemy? My favorite, I mean an enemy that you hated the most. Dude, we gotta talk about the Iron Virgins.
2: Yeah. There's no Elden Ring game is complete without talking about the Iron Virgins. Those things are trouble. Those things are trouble. I there's a boss in the Volcano Manor where you fight two of these iron virgins at once and they've got a grab attack that could kill your ass if you're like below half health instantly, pretty much then one of them can spin around and have those axe things just be flying around everywhere. If you're not looking at one, if you're looking at one and you don't see the other one, chances are it's already almost behind you to kill your ass. (laughs) And I think that this is a really good segue into the Knave story, if you want to tell it, Knave. The Knave story with the Iron Virgin.
0: Let's start out. The Iron Virgins, these are Iron Maidens with tank track wheels, or they have like wagon wheels, and they each either have giant saw blades or scythes for arms that they spin around like a sprinkler head just to chop you to pieces and then grab you with tentacles that come out of their iron maiden chest pull you in and eat you alive and these are in the loading screen that you see sometimes when you're loading into a new zone and i'm like dang guys this i don't know if we're gonna be able to handle this one this looks kind of (laughs) scary and then we find them and i'm like oh my god these things are nightmares (laughs) like i don't want to be near these at all they're terrible.
1: They can get you, especially if you get, but almost every enemy can kill you instantly if you get put up against a wall, but these guys in particular have some really dumb attacks that hit you repeatedly. Um, the, the story that they're referring to, these these guys, there's a really awesome teleport, like a secret area that you can get to in this game that I ended up stumbling upon just on accident because I was always exploring. I was like rubbing my face along the wall of every single area I walked into. And in this one small area, you have to there's an elevator that pulls you up. I don't remember what the area is called, but there's an elevator that pulls you up like Dark Souls one style. And then you can walk around a cliff and then you could see them going back down. It's kind of like a uh, a windmill. Or not a windmill. What are those things? A water, water mill? Yeah, that you know so. is. Uh, so you can ride the thing right back down to what i thought was going to be where i came from but it wasn't and it like there's a little platform you can jump off whatever and i kept watching and it went down into the smoke and i'm like mm, i could just get back here if i die because there's a bonfire right up the hill so i decided to write it down see if it killed me and it didn't and down there is the very first iron maiden that i ever ran into i didn't even know you could run into them this early and of course, I did not expect the grab attack where it puts you in its mouth and it eats you to fucking death. So I immediately died to that. I was just sitting there blocking, like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then I die to it. We're all talking in uh, – we're all talking in an Xbox party. Me, Morgan, Phillip, uh our friend John, uh, his friend Will, uh, Will. I think we had someone else. We had a bunch of people in this party. It was jumping. And all of a sudden – Lo and behold, to my surprise, when I spawn in a fucking volcano rather than the bonfire I was expecting to spawn in. And this volcano, the level, the, the minimum level that you probably should be there is probably 20 levels higher than what I currently am. So I am almost getting one shot by every, all these enemies that are supposed to be just chaff, I'm almost getting one shot by everything. And you basically have to hardcore parkour through this volcano for like 15 minutes to get to a bonfire. But the whole time, I was in Solo, so no one could see what was going on. But I'm just screaming at the top of my lungs, not knowing what the hell is going on. And meanwhile, I describe what happened, and Morgan is like, this is bullshit. You just got a glitch, whatever. And then Morgan goes, and he personally also gets eaten and sent to the fucking Shadow Realm, or whatever the hell that was. Yeah. Did you ever it's find always. that area? Like, where is that area that it goes to? It's Volcano bottom, Manor?
2: It's the bottom of Volcano Manor, and it's one of three ways oh, the you bottom? can get in. Yeah. It's the bottom level. Mm. It's now it's now part of my main strat, actually. I employ it in all my playthroughs now because there's a lot of upgrade items you can get at the start of the game just by doing that. And you can skip the lift. I don't get the lift pieces anymore because I don't need them now, you know? So I yeah. just go straight to Volcano Manor and I make my way out into the mountain area. It's uh, <clears throat> become a very useful trick that Nave has discovered for us.
1: It was really uh, cool because the only in, way my I new know. Game, in my new game plus, I was like, I got to the first lift, and I was like, "Oh shit, I need the medallion." And I'm like, "Is there any way I can get up there without the medallion?" And then I remembered the volcano manor thing, and I was like, "I think I'm just gonna go with the pieces." I don't know how much faster it would be to get the to get the thing. So, is it faster than just going to get the two lift pieces?
2: I think it is. It's easier, and plus, like, there's so much good stuff down there. You, why Why would yeah. you want to skip it? There's just way too many good things, too many goodies. Well, to be
1: found. for a for a uh, an a fresh character yes but i was new game plus (laughs) i was like god and god himself at that point right i was like five i like five hit Margot. you know i was like holy crap i'm still so strong (laughs) i was afraid of new game plus and turns out it's not that big of a
0: deal all right uh that covers the enemies pretty good so this game actually features some classic dark Souls style level design where a lot of it is open world very skyrim witcher whatever these major titles everything's open world breath of the wild all that stuff but there are legacy dungeons that pinecone explicitly described to us because i didn't even notice them before i think he told us before we even made it to the first one we were still fighting margaret and he was like oh yeah you get to these areas it's like dark souls you know one and two and three and i'm like i can't wait to get there and of course after you get through margaret you get to the first one which is a generic gothic fantasy castle and i'm like this is my dark souls boys this is what i was waiting for <laughs> like finally i'm home <laughs> yeah. whereas Meanwhile, before i was just
1: picking flowers yeah it Wait, was, was just Wildlands.
0: yeah oh yeah i was a flower picker for my first run yeah philip was a uh, botanist yeah that like i was like no we should role play i'm gonna come up with my story for jimothy monomate like <laughs> i hate animals i only like plants so i kill all <laughs> the animals <laughs> and just pick oh. flowers all the time
1: what was your character's name, Morgan? Because we all had goofy names.
0: My character's
2: name was just Rim. R-E-M. Just Rim. Like,
1: like uh, Orange Crush, the band? With, yeah, what, that's what, what I like... Oh, no, This one
2: like... goes out to the one I love. <laughs> no, just like Morgan <laughs> Remington. Just the first three Oh, okay. Oh, that Remington. makes more sense.
1: <laughs> oh, well, maybe if I just thought about it for more than one yeah. second. <laughs> but uh, my initial character's name was Pee-Pee-Poo-Man. Uh, But turns out that that's offensive, Uh, so uh, it got censored out every time I joined Phillips game. So I was like, I really want a name that's dumb like Pee Pee Poo Man, but is not censored. And one of the biggest memes at the time of recording, still is one of the biggest memes right now, is uh, Tri-Finger Butthole on basically you will see a message in front of like every or in, like behind every single npc or dead enemy like that's part of the background you will see try finger try finger butthole so i just i was like okay well there's no way that's getting censored because it's all in all these messages so my name is now finger butthole and i i get a lot of messages whenever i join people's games they go to the recent players and they're like good name thank you <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which there's so many memes about that too. I think I found my favorite Elden Elden Ring meme. Which have you seen the the O U dog meme? Yes. Yeah. There's one where it's like me trying to sit at a bonfire, but I accidentally click on the the message that's on the bonfire, and you like try to sit at it, and it pops up, and it, it you look down, and you're like, what's the message say? And it says try finger butthole. And then he <laughs> looks at the dog, he's like, oh you, why is it always you doing this? <laughs> Classic man. Best the memes meme. for
2: Elden Ring is. The means for Elden Ring are amazing. My, my I, favorite message is the one that says, oh, you don't have the right. You don't have the right. <laughs> yes! <a>
1: <laughs> I was just about to bring that up. Like, you would see a door in the distance. You'd be like, I wonder if I can open that door. And you'd run up there, and you'd see a message, like, maybe 10 feet away from it. you click I'm on like, it. Ooh. Oh, you don't have the right. Oh, you don't have the right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, never mind. I'm not even going to try it. I just fucking walk away. <laughs> my other favorite one is literally every single animal in the game will have a message somewhere nearby that just says dog. <laughs> yeah. just like, is it a dog ahead? Everything's just a dog now. And the the, fam- the best one is uh when you run into areas with dogs and they're like turtle.
3: <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, there's dogs nearby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, so Dude. these legacy dungeons were usually a lot more uh, a slice of Dark Souls. Uh did you guys have a favorite legacy dungeon? You know, it
2: seems like a cop out, but Stormvale Castle, maybe it's just because it was my first. But it's it's either between Stormvale Castle mm, or maybe. What was the other one? God damn it. Uh, Anyway, Volcano manor is also one of them. I think Volcano Manor was it was it was between those two because I really like the idea uh, of just storming a castle and having different. uh, I think that they really sold the platforming element of Elden Ring with Stormvale, because there's a lot of places you can get to through falling and jumping. And it feels like this, like, maze. There's so many areas that I didn't oh, even yeah. know about the first couple times I played through it. Did you guys find the Crimson Knight in Stormvale? There's Which a one? Storm- Stormvale's the, the first one. The
1: first one. This is a problem. See, I don't, I can't, remember what Stormvale is nor can i remember what a crimson knight is <laughs>
2: so you remember now, there, was, there was a guy you fought in an everjail and he was a giant knight with a horn on his shield and he had a tail that he swiped at you do you remember that guy oh is that what they're called crimson knights yeah like crucible uh crucible Recible knight, knight.
1: Like a crucible knight. knight or something yeah because you fight them as a boss a couple of times and that's when i was like oh that's
2: their name Dude, oh. there's an area you can get to with a bunch of birds in Stormvale Castle where you drop down and you fight one of those guys. And get one oh
1: those guys. yeah, uh, Philip, I I, t- I brought you to that because the that was there was a uh uh you can see the area it takes you f- from the very beginning of Stormvale Castle, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I look you can look on the map and see that area there, and you can kind of see the path. But the way that you get there is you have to jump off of a ledge down onto another ledge and you just keep dropping down ledges. And like running across the wall. The only reason why I found it is because, which is the only reason why I found like a million things in this game, is because there were blood stains everywhere and messages everywhere. And I'm like, <laughs> what's going on over there? And so yeah. I go investigate. Because you would go and you you would like jump onto a ledge and you would look down. And if you see any messages down there, you're like, oh, fuck, I can get down there. And there's probably something yeah. down there.
0: Well, I had to say Stormvale is my favorite as well mostly because of it has all the Dark Souls pieces. Like, there's so many points. There's, like, mini-bosses where you walk into the <laughs> main dining hall or, like, chapel hall or whatever that is, and you see the monstrosity that killed you at the beginning of the game. And I'm like, oh, buddy, I'm about to kill this pile of arms and legs and whatever else this thing is. <laughs> like, I'm going to get my sweet revenge. And th- meanwhile, like, people were playing with that, like, You can just run past it. You don't know how to fight it. I'm like, no, we are find it. Or you <laughs> see a giant that is strung up by his, like legs dangling down into a meat pit that's full of dogs just chewing on the meat and i'm like this is dark and then oh and in the great hall where you kill the the monstrosity i don't even know what the name of that enemy is you see a picture of godwin on the wall and we're like look at this nerd what a cringe picture he's got like a lion on his shoulders what a loser you know like unknowing to us that you fight <laughs> godwin for real later on and he has this jojo blue dragon shadow stand popping out the back of his just like breathing on him. and i'm like oh my god this guy is so cool when you actually see him in in an actual animation but in the picture we're like this looks like the walmart uh wolf howling at the moon shirts you know
1: <laughs> i was about to go they, on a tangent about that guy but we'll talk about him later We'll get to him. We- he's in the list yeah.
0: All right, uh, Nave, do you have a favorite dungeon, or you just want to stick with Stormvale like us?
1: I think Stormvale has so much; it has so much like uh, environmental storytelling just oozing from it, and it's super fun. But what is the one after that, or is that the one with Godric as the boss? And that's
2: the one with Godric.
1: Yeah. There's, I think that's probably it. Like Volcano Manor is really cool too. There was this interesting like poison area, but it was kind of generic. Like There's also the once I got to, like once you the academy? I'm going to go with the academy then. The academy's cool. Let's go with the academy just cuz it's visually pleasing.
0: Yeah, like it's interesting. It's like it's a w- Hogwarts pretty much. And as you're like going through all these like libraries and fighting these stone-faced wizards, you fight the Sith clone in this one, the magic yeah. dog. And then you fight the moon, the mini boss cool.
2: before and then the Very Dragon Ball boss boss. The other one I was going to mention before was uh, the capital city, uh Lindell. Oh, I didn't even think about that one. Yeah, that one's really cool too. That was cool um, because uh, you can jump, you can skip the majority of the first section of it by jumping on rooftops, and you can yeah. run straight to the bonfire. <laughs> it's really neat. I like that they let you do that. You know,
1: what was amazing is I actually immediately did that in uh, <laughs> in my game. I had Philip and our friend Jesse in. And I was just, oh, I was spider maning around long rooftops. And I was like, am I supposed to be allowed to do this? And then <laughs> Philip and, while Philip and Jesse were down there fighting, Jesse's showing Philip the way. And they're both, they're both spirits in my game. And they're just like, where is Nave? And I'm like, just look on the map. Can you tell me like where I'm at, Jesse? And Jesse's like, did you skip everything? And I was like, I guess <laughs> I did. I don't know where I'm at, dude. They're fighting the Erd tree and I'm just like somewhere else. <laughs>
2: I like games that have the the conviction, I guess, in themselves to let you skip content like that. Being able to allow the player to express themselves is such an empowering feeling, and I think it really lends itself to repeat playthroughs. So it's between Stormvale or the Capital City. They're both really great, though.
1: Man, I mean, so many good levels
2: extending the
1: the death uh area of falling and extending or, or adding a jump button that just broke this game wide open especially with torrent there's so much crazy shit going on like there was a spot right before you fight what is his name uh in the capital city the the axe dude before you before oh. you burn the tree
0: the ghost of godfrey
1: godfrey the that's God- it godwin so yeah. i'm standing on this i'm standing on this tree branch right next to the fog wall and i'm like and Jesse's like, come on, let's fight this boss. And I'm like, dude, I bet I can Skyrim up this fucking tree. And he's like, probably not. But I'm like jumping on it. And he's like, I think you can. <laughs> you're like yeah. getting, you're catching sometimes. And I kept jumping. And I'm like, I I guarantee people who've played Morrowind or Halo, they've seen this tree and went, I can probably jump over this too. So I Google it. And lo and behold, there's a bunch of speedrunning videos of people jumping and skipping over this fight by jumping over this tree. And then later on, I got – right before you fight uh, Margit, right in front of the Urd tree, I am stand- I see all these bloodstains. I'm like, how these guys die? And they're all on the right side of this door. And I'm like, can I make this jump around? And I fucking la- – I made the jump. And I fucking got into the inside of the fog wall. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, can I skip this fucking fight? And then I ended up just jumping back over and killing myself because I wanted to do the fight. But – I was like, "Holy shit! I fucking what? How is this possible?" The jump button is amazing.
0: Yeah, it's adding torrent and the jump button just blew this game so like wide open. Like I don't even know how to describe because it is just almost a rehash of Breath of the Wild. Like you see the thing, you walk to it, you climb to it, you get there. However, you get there, the emergent gameplay aspect. But in this game, where the gameplay was already so good in the Dark Souls 1 through 7, however many they made. For them to just add on all this mobility, it is amazing.
1: It's very similar to Halo Infinite and the grappling hook. <laughs> it, it's not as dramatic. I mean, maybe it is because Halo Infinite always had a lot of verticality to it. So maybe just the grappling hook is the same as just adding a little bit of a jump. Into Elden Ring because on in Dark Souls in (laughs) all the other Dark Souls games you feel so heavy like you ever play Mm. a racing game where you feel like your car is magnetized to the fucking ground oh yeah like that's that's what it feels like to play Dark Souls games generally but and it made sense when you thought about it but it's like like you in Dark Souls you fall like two feet and you die and you're like what the fuck but you're wearing this heavy armor and I'm like dude have you ever fallen have you ever jumped one story down. And like landed a little wrong, <laughs> like I felt like I lost twenty percent of my health too. Like I was like,
2: I played Dark Souls one directly after beating Elden Ring twice on stream, and what a weird experience it was to not be able to jump. I felt so restricted. I felt weak. I, I felt scared without my jump. I was like, wow, this is frightening. I am there's not a whole lot of options for me. You know, I'm just sort of fucked if anything bad happens, and there's really uh, my exploration is quite limited
0: yeah i remember you were on uh see the scaleless the you know betrayer of the dragons or whatever he mm. and you were trying to do the crystal path down and we're like man platforming in dark souls one was rough like <laughs> it's bad
1: it was great because i i was doing little areas like there's a tree area that's pretty much a lot of people hate but i was like literally parkouring with like I was just parkouring throughout the whole place. I was like, dude, I would be so scared of this fucking place if this was Dark Souls 3, man. I would be terrified. But I am just jumping. I'm like making leaps of faith. I'm like, woo, that was close. Fucking almost didn't make it. There's this, uh, the capital city, before before you get to that point of no return, there's a bunch of roots everywhere. And, uh, or not the capital city, the place under it with all the roots everywhere, the underground place with the ants, yeah. you can just parkour with the with Torrent. And I'm like, this would be horrifying. In any other Sol- from soft game, but it is just so liberating and fun. Like, you can get
2: so far. Hey, right. uh, b- before you uh, move on, Phil, something's going on with the kittens. I have neonatal kittens, so give me just a minute. Oh, okay, right? do
0: what you gotta do. We'll take a quick break. Bum, bum, ba, dum, bum, bum, bum. Is that mama?
2: Hey, mama. <sighs> Philip said hi. Sorry, me and my fiance do kitten rescue for the past eight years, so we have a new batch right now. We just got. That was actually Yikes. good timing because
1: my mom just walked in and gave me some leftovers and my dog is freaking out. So it <laughs> was a good time for a break.
0: Molly, quit. I remember we rescued some wild kittens once and they were on, still on milk. And that was a nightmare, just feeding them so often. And Every they'd two be drinking hours. So fast, like they'd be the milk would come out of their nose, you know, when they just like oh. go too hard and just have a heart attack. Like, please don't drown.
2: Me and my fiance over the past eight or nine years, we've done hundreds of kittens. It's it gets easier, but when they're that small and they get separated from their mom, dude, their chances are slim. Like, especially when they're like that big.
1: Love you too. Open the door first before you. (sighs) It's
2: rough. You gotta pay a lot of attention. (laughs) All
1: right, bye, love you. Love you too. Bye, mama. I got Chinese food. Hi. What'd you order? It was my mom just brought me some.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, shit. All
0: right, and we're back. So I think I wanted to hit builds before we go into bosses. At one point, I was I started this game out. And I, they gave you so much new tools. Like bleed was in. I'm like, whoa! I always wanted to do like a a full like, I like the first time I beat Dark Souls one was with the Yuchi. I was a Dex boy, surprise. And I was like bleeding people. I'm like, whoa! You know, you can finally do that again. And apparently, it's good. I got the Reduvia and I was running around and I'm like, this is not going well. I got to <laughs> like a point in the game where all of a sudden my crappy Reduvia wasn't good enough. It was um double gargoyles. And me and Nave died at it like five times, six times in a row. And I'm like, Nave, I don't think this fight is as possible in my current build. I'm going to respec. And he was like, Are you sure you want to respec or whatever? And I'm like, Yeah. I went to respec and came back lost the, the next run, but then we beat him on the second try because I just went full strength, colossal greatswords. And I had Nave drop me another colossal greatsword I could use. I was just using double grafted swords, and I was just smashing things. And we started stun locking enemies, just hitting them repeatedly. And I'm like, this is broken. Why do people say strength is bad? I think that the people that say strength is bad
2: are probably kind of like me. They're coming at this like a classic Dark Souls game. You really got to think more vertical in this game. You got to use your imagination a little bit. It's really not like the old days, the uh, Ooga Booga build with a giant club where all, yeah, you have to straight do, bonk. all you have to do is straight up bonk with R2. And that's a fun and gratifying way to, way to play. But something that you noticed, obviously, and something that I noticed was that jumping attacks with colossal weapons is incredibly powerful, not just in terms of staggering the enemies, but in terms of the damage per stamina cost, because a normal R1 swing with a colossal weapon takes up so much stamina and not to mention animation time. It leaves you quite vulnerable. You really do need to be jumping, in my opinion. I think that if I were to go strength again, because I did attempt to strength play through it. It didn't exactly go great. If I were to go strength again, I would definitely employ more of the tactics I saw you doing uh, with the jumping and whatnot.
0: Yeah, jumping tacks made the game for me. Uh,
1: every every fucking engage <laughs> like it, I was basically Zach from League of Legends. I was jumping into every single fight, right into the middle. My people need me, and then I slam <laughs> down on whatever I'm trying to fight.
0: Nave, I skipped uh, the sorry. tweeters Put it in.
1: You did. I did just add another one, so we need to remember. I'm going to repeat. Rem- try to remind you at the end too. But Dave from Tales of the Backlog just wrote in. So, I, and since I brought it up, I guess we might as well talk about it. So, uh, did you use Spirit Ashes? What was your favorite? And what was in your flask of wondrous physic? Or psychic? I can't remember what it's called.
0: I think it's physic. It Google
1: corrected physic. when I when I copied it in, so then I tried to re-spell it, and I was like, I don't know how it's spelled. I don't know.
0: Uh, let's start with you, Pinecone. Uh, you were talking about using co-op a lot through most of your playthrough, so you're probably going to use a lot of the summons, or the spirit ashes. Oh, yeah, but that's a good did...
1: point. We should asterisk that right at the top. If you're co oping online, you cannot use spirit ashes at all. So that for the most of the game me and Philip never even got to experience what this meant. So
2: when I played co-op with strangers I obviously wasn't able to use the summons, but on my other character there wasn't a whole lot of co-op going on. So I had a lot of opportunity to use the summons and um I was able to use the uh the now infamous mimic tier summon uh, quite a ah, bit yes. be- before the nerf. I think that it's still <laughs> broken and I wouldn't be surprised if they nerf it again. I think that having a summon that you can take away your HP from and not your FP from already makes it better. It's almost, an, in almost all use cases, if you're talking about optimizing your build, do you want to invest more into mind, or do you want to just keep pumping up health, which you're going to do anyway? So it's yeah. kind of like the Mimic tier fits into every single build, no matter what. And Maybe that is why they put it in the game, to fulfill that role. But I wouldn't be surprised if they nerfed it again and made it cost even more HP, or made it cost also some uh, mind. Because uh, there's obviously much more powerful summons. There's much more powerful summons you can get. But this is ubiquitous. It's not as if, if you invested in mind, you wouldn't still benefit from having the Mimic tier. Because you you will. He's just good. He's just that good. Um, but if we're talking about summons that aren't him. Because he's kind of boring. Everyone talks about him. I have to say, I really liked Lutel. Or Lutel. Whatever her name is. The Headless. She is a headless spears woman with a giant shield she got no head and she teleports around and that's what she does and it really fucks with the enemy ai for some reason they don't respond well to teleporting so her whole game plan is she throws a spear hides behind a shield and takes a hit and then teleports and when she teleports the enemy loses aggro like a snap so then that's your time to go in and whack him a little he's on his way to walk towards you then she hits him with a spear from the back so he turns his back to you and starts walking the other way. It becomes this incredibly effective means of controlling enemy AI. It's honestly pretty busted, and I really loved her a lot. She was a mainstay uh, in my playthrough for the, almost the entirety of the game. Uh, on
1: the on the note of Mimic tier, because that's the only one I really got to use as well, uh, occasionally I would be exploring, and before I got the Mimic tier, the, I could only use however much... FP I had so that was the strongest thing i would ever get so i from the under uh, the underground the city of noctil or whatever those uh in, those invisible dudes that shoot the giant great bows uh yeah. that was the thing i would use for a little while whenever i was exploring without philip but um other than that mimic tier I, like i said you probably are right it does probably need to get nerfed again because my mimic tier probably had twice as much health as me and did just as much damage as I did, which was a fucking ton. I had a I had the guts, great great uh, sword, like the colossal weapon. And sometimes I would right before if the boss was slow enough, I would go into my inventory, switch to a uh, the ruins great sword as my left hand rather than a shield, and then like then summon my mimic tier because he would spawn in with my both of the swords. Then I would switch back to my shield so that I could play more safely. The big thing about that is that I've never seen my Mimic Tier die. Ever. Me either. I've never seen it die. It's so tanky. And it only costs 660 health. Do you know how much health I had at the end of the game? I was at like (laughs) 2,700 health. It was like a small, (laughs) tiny piece of my health. Like it was less than my Estus healed because I had maxed out Estus as well. Stop. Stop. Now. My dog does not like cats. All right. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, my that thing. If you, uh, I don't even know if increasing the HP is like what you should do. I think maybe it should be a percentage. I was shocked it wasn't a percentage. Like mm. uh, if it's like if it's like forty percent of your health, that would have affected me. I'd be like, ooh, oh that, oh my oh, heart. Yeah. Every time I summoned it, you know, make but, it take
2: more health, and that way, when you have to do the animation to summon him, it's dangerous for you to do so because you yeah. have a possibility of getting killed. That makes sense to me.
1: But uh, yeah, the FP requirements for everything meant that my character in particular, I couldn't su- I couldn't summon anything ever. I was uh, debating on, after I got all the achievements, uh, going back and just respecing and just giving me a bunch of mine so that I can summon everything and fight a boss and just see what it was like. But uh, I decided to play Halo instead, because Halo was <laughs> calling me. But uh, yeah, what about you, Philip? I'm sure it's Mimic.
0: Okay yeah see this is, I have I feel like even less less experience than you guys because the only time I needed to use the mimic, which I didn't even pick up the mimic at one point we started fighting Malekith, the <laughs> black blade and it wasn't even we were bad. it was I was bad I could not learn this boss to save my life and we would always get like we would barely get him past first phase that this boss he is a lord of the death Edge Lord. Yeah. First time you fight him, he is Quasimodo, Hunchback of Notre Dame. And then he turns sexy after you beat him the first time. Mm. And he gets super ripped. And all of a sudden he starts running around the battlefield like a cheetah. And you're like, what happened? This guy went from, it was like Master Roshi. When he goes from like Master Roshi to Super Master Roshi. And he just yeah. gets really like strong. And I'm like, oh God, all of a sudden I can't beat this guy. But I was losing like phase one to this guy. And I'm, I'm trash. I don't know what to do. And he was like, just fight him solo. That's what I did. And I beat him first try or something like I, that. I'm like, I did
1: not beat him first try. I beat him the third try. But that was the whatever. thing. So we, I think we quit and I was like, this boss can't be that hard. So I fought him the first time. I almost killed him. I was like, I could fucking do this by myself. And then Philip can do it. And then we can just get on with our fucking lives. But I didn't even know Philip didn't have mimics here at that point. So I had to walk him through where to get. And he was like, I didn't think it was going to be a million miles away <laughs>
0: like, yeah. <I> like... <laughs> he's like yeah just go use mimic tier i'm like i gotta use mimic tier and so like i use mimic tier and i'm like mimic tier is pretty good but he dies really quick and then he's like you gotta increase him you gotta enhance the mimic tier i'm like this sounds like too much work i don't want to do this i'm gonna use level one mimic tier and he's like it's gonna die instantly and I'm like all right fine i'm like nave i don't have any of the resources to upgrade and he's like <laughs> well, why don't you just go out and just go buy him? And I'm like, Nave, I don't have any of the bell bearings to buy the resources to upgrade it. That
1: was the thing. So every single time, I would be explaining something to all of my friends. I'd just be like, you just have to do this. And they'll be like, I don't, they're like, where's that at? I'm like, I don't know, dude, Google it. Why aren't you fucking exploring? (laughs) Like every single time, I was like, maybe if you guys explored some, like, (laughs) I don't know how you're playing this game and not exploring. It's so cool.
0: But Elden Ring exposes you as a player. (laughs) <laughs> yeah honestly i was just I was, yelling at everyone all i was the just time. a line I, I was sticking to the path too much i wasn't exploring anyway so yeah so i end up getting like level three mimic here with like scrimping by on resources <laughs> and i'm like nave this is good enough i go in there and i still had to fight this guy like 10 times with mimicked tier before i finally beat him i get him down like one hit every time and then he just roasted me and i'm like oh god don't worry nave i'll get him because i
1: like five times in a row he said that yeah like, like,
0: my unending positivity continued to not end <laughs> he you know, was, was like
1: just, he was like all right he's one hit i just got to focus and then i would wait for like 20 seconds he'd be like and i'm dead
0: Ugh, okay yeah, yeah.
1: okay next time i got it yeah. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Poor don't bro. worry i got it. it yeah so that was like the only fight i used mimic tier four i think the whole game if i even remember that like that was it i never needed to use another summon
1: there so, were a ton of fights where – not a ton. There's probably like five or six. The last third of this game is pretty hard, let me yeah. tell you, listeners. So what? uh there were multiple – especially in co-op. There were so many times when we would die like eight or nine times to a boss, and I would just be like, Philip, I think I'm going to try this solo once and just see how it goes. And then I would just kill it in one try, and I'd be like – Philip, this is way easier. You gotta get that Mimic tier leveled up, dog. <laughs> like this is so much easier solo. We can we just go beyond this, boss? This is so I hard. I will.
2: I will say, when I was playing with strangers, it was always harder. It was always harder than using a summon, and not even just Mimic tier. Other summons. There was a guy named Oleg. He's got two swords. He spins. That's literally all he does. He just spins. He it pisses off the bosses for whatever reason. He keeps aggro <laughs> like a tank in an MMO. They don't like spinning. The bosses in Elden Ring are anti-spin. I try him out. He's great. He's excellent. You know, uh, there's another one you get in Nocris, the Eternal City. It's those little guys with the great shield. Yeah. And all the. Oh, yeah. yeah, those guys are really good. Those guys are damn good. Uh, even They're the just starting. A shield. It's just a shield. And even the guys that you get at the very start of the game uh, for choosing your gift, you can choose a uh, gargoyle summon. And it's those gargoyles with little forks. Yeah. Even if you went and chose them, they're actually pretty decent for Limgrave. Like, they'll take aggro off you. They'll throw bombs. They can bleed. They can bleed, even, they they can bleed too. They're even good all the way up to Godric, I would say. they Those Gargoyles, if you upgrade them, they can
0: fuck Godric shit up. Alright. Uh, I see we have a lot more notes in the build meet point. Uh, wild Strikes, Nave? What do you want to say about Wild Strikes?
1: Well, Wild Strikes, a couple of A couple of episodes, we kept referring to me going sicko mode, and that was me using wild strikes. You basically just hold down uh, L2 or left trigger, and you just swing like a fucking crazy person, and it does a lot of damage if you can get multiple hits in. So multiple times, you would have like a boss fight, and as long as I can just make sure I'm like 100% sure I'm not going to get aggro, I'll just run up to their butt and just ah, ah," just start slapping them a whole bunch with the axe or whatever you can equip
2: it to. You know, the strat I saw with wild strikes a lot was people infusing their weapon with um, frostbite and then wild striking with frostbite and putting up their arcane to just crop to proc frostbite, switch to a torch to get the frostbite off of them, switch back to wild
0: strikes.
1: What in the hell? That is so <laughs> I weird. I didn't know that was a move. It is amazing.
0: <laughs> Which we talked about that at the end whenever we were going to fight uh, Melinia, Melina. Uh, we were like, apparently she's weak to bleed. Nave, you can infuse your weapon, and then, but I'm like, it's gonna take you so long to swing. It's probably not worth it. And then, just in my quick Google, they're like, if you have a heavy weapon, just use wild strikes with the bleed infusion. Oh. And I'm like, oh god, that makes so much sense. But
1: if we were using colossal weapons, Philip.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. Which talking about bad builds, I was a terrible build in the beginning oh, with my rejuvia awesome. dagger. What? Pause.
1: Uh, awesome segue. We got a write-in that says. What was your build, and did you ever respec at any point? Thanks, Ryan, from List Off.
0: Nice. Yeah, I was a Arcane Dragon Breath build, and I was terrible. Mm. I was just so bad compared to all of my co-op partners, especially Nave. Nave was carrying me through a lot of the early game <laughs> until Double Gargoyles. And then at that point, I'm like, Nave, I have to respec. This is unplayable. <laughs> I, I switched... remember watching
2: those streams. It was rough, man.
0: I switched to Colossal swords, full strength build, and I started having so much more fun. And yeah. I was so much stronger. Then I was like, oh, I just need to level up like three more times and I can use the Redon Swords. And I got the Redon Swords. I maxed them out to max tier Redon Swords. And that was my weapon for the rest of the game. I was just, I was just like <laughs> using my gravity magic, jumping around I'm like, I just want to play Monster Hunter. You know, <laughs> like a game that I I've, I've only played like in an hour of Monster Hunter. But I know it's about... Guys that run around with giant weapons. And that's what I wanted to do. And at half time, I'm just swinging my swords just to hear the crunch of the colossal swords hitting the ground. Because the colossal swords are these anime looking giant swords that look impossible to swing with one hand, but you are so godly strong. I can <laughs> swing two of them at once and just smash them into the ground.
1: The best part is because, like, whenever we got to that point where, where you're like, I can't do this gargoyle fight, we need to respect. Um, the whole time I was sitting there waiting, and I was just thinking, like, re- I was going through my head like a slideshow, just different boss fights we did together, and just imagining you watching me fight, and you just going, <laughs> he looks like he's having so much fun over there. <laughs> and just every boss fight. because It was it was night and day how much more into the game you, uh, you were when you got off your dagger build.
0: Well, it's like my dagger build. It was, like, every fight would start with me walking, in, and I'm like, can these guys get crimson rot? And... <laughs> Yes or no. If they yes, then I'm like, okay, I'm going to crimson rot. I'm going to poison. I'm going to make these guys as stinky as possible. And then I'm going to throw blood blades. And then I'm going to get in there and mix it up with my little dagger and hopefully proc the final blood. And by then, maybe their health will tick down enough that they'll win. While I don't get hit once because I have no vigor or vitality, whatever this game is called. Vigor. And meanwhile, Nave and our other call partners are like actually doing the real fighting and i'm just like batman (laughs) going like random bull go jump 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 jump." like i'm like a ninja in the back but i'm not even a good ninja i'm like bad and i'm like firing arrows that are doing 12 damage but i'm like after 17 arrows maybe he'll get poisoned you know it's just terrible and so then i respect into a good build i do not recommend whatever the build i was that dragon whatever crap it was bad all right, that's enough about me. I feel like I've been talking about a minute. Fine Gone, did you ever build bad? Yeah, the co-op build was bad because it was a sword
2: and board. I figured I'd do a very classic knight build of a shield and a normal sword. And really, it didn't. I guess it didn't help to have uh, inept co-op partners. But what also didn't help was, man, blocking with anything other than a great shield is sort of a waste of your time. They just take off too much stamina, dude. Like, you you're, you, might as well just dodge. I would always tell myself, I want to go for the guard counter because that's a really cool mechanic they added to do extra stagger damage as a counterattack. Whoa, that's neat. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's too much. It's way better to just roll. Just roll, and then you're going to be fine. Roll and get the hit. So the second <clears throat> time, I decided I'm going for a very specific weapon that I got on my first playthrough. It was called the Blasphemous Blade. It's a faith sword that you get from killing the snake guy in Volcano Manor.
0: Is it the squiggly red one?
2: Yeah, and it's got arms coming out of yeah. it. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. <laughs> you, you throw that thing up, you throw it down, and then fire everywhere. Holy fire. And I was like, yes, this is it. This is the stuff I was looking for. Basically, everything can get pancaked by it. I mean, most things I fought with it could. So it was it was really great. And then when I went onto New Game Plus, which I didn't beat, I respect and used the final boss's sword, which is the, if you didn't know this, it's the Dark Souls sword. It's the coiled sword that's in the fa- in the bonfire. Oh, yeah. The, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, you can go like this with it. You like wave it, and then a wall of white fire comes out and just blasts everything everywhere. It was so tight. So I think that faith, although miracles, from my experience, kind of suck. <laughs> if you're using it as kind of an auxiliary skill to boost like a sword, like the blast from this blade, then it's pretty tight. But in in terms of like using miracles for anything other than healing. Not so much. I didn't really like the the damage options I had. You, you mentioned something about uh, Dragon Breath. I was doing yeah. an experiment off to the side where I was trying all the dragon abilities. And while they are very powerful in certain circumstances, um, I feel like they can leave you high and dry. They can leave you incredibly vulnerable because you're just sitting there. They take you're so just, long to use. Exactly. You're just sitting there doing it. I think the best one is the Scarlet Rot Breath. Yeah, and it's so it's, good. It's really good, and I think if you just kind of minimal invest into it and just use it as a tool in your overall arsenal, you're probably going to be better served than trying to full-on go for it. You know what I mean?
0: The problem with it is the dragon moves are really cool-looking. My favorite one being Dragon Claw, where I just walk on there and be like, (laughs) my arm transforms into a huge dragon claw that i slam onto the ground and i kill like seven enemies in one hit and i'm like that was pretty cool huh nave as nave is pancaking seven enemies himself with just his basic attacks (laughs) with his giant hammer
1: god my favorite thing would be when we're fighting a boss you're like dragon claw (laughs) i missed
0: (laughs) (laughs) it takes so long to like prime up like i have to like preemptively hope he moves closer to me, but I can't be <laughs> aggroed because then he's gonna hit me in the time it takes for me to pull out my dragon claw. And it doesn't even do insano damage. It does like better damage than my crappy dagger. That's because I was crap and I was only building bleed. The dragon God.
2: claw is very powerful, but you have to specifically build towards it with the Dragon Communion catalyst. And you have to have your arcane like to fifty or 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 above or something crazy like that because it gets S scaling and it combos yeah, into it's itself. so good. Yeah, yeah. You whenever can do two slams back to back and you could wipe entire rooms of enemies.
1: Uh, one of the uh, one of the achievements that you have to get to get all of them is you have to get all of the legendary talismans and one of them I think it's Radagon. Red- I think it's his. It literally reduces the time it takes to cast everything. I think, and I'm like, I wonder if that would like help some I mean I don't I would I say everything I think it just says reduces time to cast that's it but so it's like I don't know what that actually reduces but from I do the it's animation time.
2: Degrees. from what I saw on the wiki because I, I was looking at that specific item you were talking about because I, I too was like doing tests with the dragon claw I thought will this help me and they were like yeah about an eight percent animation increase and I was like no Ugh, yeah not with not with the not crazy thing that ain't gonna work buddy boy that would be great if this was Mortal Kombat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I think we're ready to move to the meatiest of the meat, the bosses. This is what everybody plays the Souls games for. Let's start with the babies, though. Margaret. You
1: skipped me again, Philip, you son of oh, a bitch. Oh, what? You have
0: something? All right, do, do your thing. No, these are no. all like... What? I didn't talk about my build. Oh, uh, what, what? What build? You were just a big boy. You talked about was this already. You're boy. like, I wild strikes, and I would just slap the crap out. I'm going sicko mode, boys.
1: Yeah, I did respect though, eventually. And, uh, all I did was take points out of my dexterity. Yeah, you just got stronger. Like, Don't <laughs> I had 22 dex, and I just put it into my strength instead. I was like, I'm just gonna be strong. Alright, well.
0: Are you done? The bosses. Okay, good. Yeah, the bosses. Let's start with the babies. Uh, Margaret, uh, this guy, we were actually hitting a wall for a minute. I think it was mostly because of my bad build, and we overall just didn't have good upgraded weapons at that point. I think it was mostly a numbers game, because we would fight him for a long time. I feel like the boss fight would take like six minutes of dodging and chipping him down slowly, and then we eventually finally beat him.
1: Is it, oh, yeah, it Well, yeah, Marget. Marget specifically, I was very stubborn, and I refused to co-op that first boss. <laughs> and uh, I also refused to upgrade any of my weapons. Oh, I, my I no. was, so it was basically when the first time I ran into market I was like, I'm beating market right now. And I did not beat market right now. <laughs> I had to <laughs> go to sleep and then wake up the next day fresh, baby-faced, and then I beat it after like 27 tries. But it was very hard because I was very weak. But eventually, I soloed Market.
0: Which Market's notable that he trash talks you at the beginning of the match, which is really funny. He's like, "Loathsome tarnish, you dare approach my grace," and then he you know proceeds to hit you with his whooping stick a couple of times, just a good measure. Throw some daggers. Stop this foolish ambition, he says, or something like that.
2: Yeah, he basically calls you sure. a dumb dumb. Yeah, put to rest this foolish ambition. I think that's what he says. Um, you know, I, I've, I've seen it said um, like on different you know forums or whatever, Twitter. I've seen people saying that they think this is one of the hardest introductory bosses, one of the hardest first main bosses in any souls game because people were getting filtered out of this. There were people that were just quitting the game because of market. I didn't think he was that bad, but it is interesting to watch people play and to see how they approach him. I think a lot of the time they just sort of get ahead of themselves. They get very aggressive against him, you know, yeah. they expect him to be easier than he is. Yeah, exactly. I actually just, uh, for fun, uh, I've memorized where all the, the ancient, not ancient, I'm sorry, where all of these somber smithing stones are. I've memorized where the majority of them are, 1 through 9. Uh, and so I did a little experiment where I was like, can I kill Margit in like 40 or 50 seconds? I wonder if I could. I got Reduvia. I spec'd, uh all the way up into Arcane. I went all over the map and went put Reduvia to plus 9 before killing any bosses. My god. Uh, It's so
0: scary, except
2: for the falling star beast, which you have to kill to get the plus six. But besides that, he was easy. Uh, We get to market. I've got a plus nine Reduvia. I just a little a few of those little blood blades that you do from it. Yeah. Chunks of his health just go missing. Just chunks. You could kill that dude in like half a minute with the Reduvia plus nine. It was pretty tight. Uh, But beyond that, my first time fighting him, I really, really love his fight because it introduces a mechanic that you will see the rest of the game. And that's raising a sword or a staff and waiting and waiting (laughs) and and he will not bring it down. Oh, God. I've seen this dude in co-op 360 and face the same direction again when people are going around him. (laughs) The tracking is outrageous.
1: Dude. I I was constantly, I was constantly fucking complaining at the beginning of this game. I was like, uh, my friend John just kept making fun of me because I kept referring to it as getting three sixty no scoped. Because they will like, like enemies will like pretend they're about (laughs) to hit your friend, and then just one frame later, they are right there facing you exactly, and then smashing you. I'm like, (laughs) it feels like one frame. It is actually not that bad. Like you could react to it if you're. You always have to think that you are a probably going to get hit pretty soon. You have to be in that mentality when you're playing this game. You can never be like, oh, his back's to me. I My perfect opportunity, you know what I mean? And this this boss definitely does get that instilled in you pretty early on, because late game bosses, almost in the last half of the game, almost everyone, half of their arsenal is a giant AoE attack that's going to blow up a second time. It's like, you, you're you just going to have to learn all of the moves and, and learn when to attack at some point. And if you can't get past Margit, then we, you're gonna have a hard. I mean, once you event, inevitably do, you're gonna have a hard time at the rest of the game, unless you learned your lesson.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you do fight basically reskins of Margit like four other times in the game. You fight Margit, you fart, fight uh, Margetta, you fight Margitar. Like they just keep coming back.
1: Then there's a Margit that's miniature in the in the capital. Yeah, that just pops up. And you're like ah, <laughs> you just race past him <laughs> on the horse. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> uh, you were talking about killing Margaret fast. I think I already brought this up. But in my new game plus run, I literally killed Margaret in like four hits. Like in, <laughs> in new game. That's how I was so overleveled for the end of that game, for the end of the game. And we were struggling. Like the end bosses are hard. But and so I was imagining the fucking beginning bosses being at just as hard as the end game bosses. Like as far as health and damage absorption no, and stuff. Not even close. Um, I killed Godric. Before he even got to second phase, I killed the Moon Lady when she dropped down. When you in the first phase, I killed her immediately as soon as she fell down, uh, <laughs> and then I killed her before she could even summon a spirit. In like, it, I was so strong, and uh, I don't know. But anyways,
0: all right, let's uh, we keep got a right in Oh, we got a right in Oh God.
1: Yep, got two, but I'm gonna do one. Uh, it's from or it says, "How do you feel about the player? Let me solo her." and their rise to fame uh that's from alejandro uh from a random gamer's corner and also ben from play along wrote a similar thing asking about let me solo her
0: well this is a little early. Know. i was gonna save melina for later on like, well no melina's to...
1: the most infamous boss let's get this yeah, right out of the fucking the way
0: all right fine we can talk about melina so go ahead and tell the story of let me solo her me you want to tell it or do you want me to tell it
1: I, I'm bad at telling stories.
0: All right, so this is a uh, a famous internet happening or whatever, like a meme almost, but it's not a meme because it's not really. It's not crazy funny. It's just it's interesting. This guy's just happened. a
1: hero that emerged, like Spider Man. Yeah.
0: Like <laughs> you know yeah,
1: when no. when they carry Spider Man. What is it when he's life like knocks out? Hero. They're carrying. Yeah, careful. He's a hero. That's what's so, going on here.
0: A random player online was struggling with Malenia. Melina? Melanie
1: not just a random everybody across the board yeah
0: she is infamous for being quote unquote the hardest boss in Elden Ring and she is very strong I also experienced this anyways this guy's struggling with her and finally he sees a summon because he's like I'm not going to summon but then he finally decides I'm going to summon and there's a whenever you summon someone in you get to see their name and you get to see what their equipment is or like what they look like and so usually you can tell like, oh, this guy looks like trash and his name is Guts. I'm not going to summon him, you know,
1: <laughs> I'm going to summon him and then I'm going to immediately dismiss him just to fuck with him.
0: <laughs> so this guy goes over to a summon sign and says, let me solo her. Or is it is it exactly? It, yeah, let, let me, me solo, solo her. her. Yeah. And he is a wearing a pot on his head. No armor other than that. And just willing wielding katanas.
1: Or a diaper. Like, what are you wearing when you don't wear pants? I don't know. It looks like a diaper.
0: Yeah, it's like a Lorneclaw. So he is low-equipped. Very Looks like a a crap build almost. But then again, this is like... In Dark Souls 1 through 3, it's like... The bonk build is the guy with no armor on and the biggest weapon he can have. (laughs) Just so he's underweight but still able to hit hard. And... That guy goes in and just completely true to his name, solo kills Millennia, no problem. Just completely wipes her out. And this Barely is a two-phase, yeah, two-phase boss, and just destroys him. And he is summoning and helping people repeatedly, so much so he gets famous or like infamous for being there. And he's like helping people out.
1: I would say famous. It's not well, infamous.
0: infamous.
1: It, it oh, yeah. already has
0: the, the infamous original is video bad. There. That's okay, becoming famous. Whatever, whatever. For- Something bad. The original video already
2: has like a hundred, a million and a half views. So it really took off very quickly. People really seem to be flocking to this.
0: People got in contact with him and said, Hey, you know, like what's going on? Like they finally figured out who this guy was. And they asked him, and he told a story of how he was getting slapped by Millennia, just wrecked over and over again by her. And he got to (laughs) a point where he's like, I am making my mission basically to defeat her. So he changes his whole build to be like the perfect destruction for Millennia. Like he's got one katana that's inflicting bleed and then he has the other one that's doing like frostbite right frost frostbite to increase damage or whatever frostbite does i don't even know what frostbite does exactly but he's able to just like stack this on and he learns her moves perfectly where he can just solo without getting hit and this guy is so committed that he goes for no hit runs against her and if he gets hit he'll like apologize and be like i'm sorry she hit me you know because like <laughs> Yeah, like it's just this guy, and he just talks about how he just wants to help people wreck her because of how much she wrecked him.
1: There is a he like they he's been interviewed by uh different gaming websites, and one of them he was quoted as saying, Sometimes the lag between the host and myself is too much, and I get killed instantly or miss the crucial dodge dodge timing on Melidia's water foul dance. He says, I would like to express my apology to those I have failed. Oh man. (laughs) I fucking love this guy. Like You salute you. So let me solo her. Another, right. uh, there was another tweet I saw that said, Are there any other famous player-made characters from FromSoft games aside from Giant Dad? And let me solo her. And I was like, who is Giant Dad? And Do I went on Dad? like a two-hour <laughs> rabbit hole of who is Giant Dad. And all of a sudden, one of the most common things I would say in the streams was we would get invaded. We were constantly getting invaded when I was in the game. I don't know what the fuck that was about. But it was like if we were – in like if John was playing with two people, Philip would be playing with two other people. It would be fine. Nothing happens. And then I joined the game and randomly we get invaded like fucking instantly. I'm like, okay, well. But yeah, so all of a sudden – or okay, what I was saying was I don't fucking understand invasions. I don't understand it. I don't get why people do it. It's really fucking annoying. I'm not even butthurt that we lost. I just want to get to the end. Like can I just go – but then I watch these giant dad montages. All of a sudden, I understand exactly what invading is because I never, inv- I've never invaded in any Dark Souls game. Never done it because I just think it's it's it seems boring. I kind of just want to explore and look at shit. All of a sudden, I understand.
0: <laughs> All right, so Millennia. Now let's talk about our experiences with her. Uh, Nave, you soloed her right with mimics here.
1: Well, before I answer that. Jared oh, from Play Along brought, like wrote in. He said, how long did it take you to beat Malenia? So that rose right into my answer. It probably took me... So I did, in fact, solo her after a very long time. It probably took me about an hour, an hour and a half. Um, I beat her with just Mimic Tear. And my the thing was, is when Malenia... When you go into the thing... I brought this up earlier, but you can go... When you go in through the fog wall... You can go into your inventory, switch your weapons around so that you have your strongest build, then summon Mimic Tier in, then go back into your inventory and take the weapons off. Because if you have more than one weapon equipped, then your mimic tier might switch to the shield. And if and also your character has that equipment load still, so it'll make you fat roll. It'll like it'll contribute to your uh, weight load. So But luckily Melania is so far away and she always just walks in a straight line towards you that you have plenty of time to do that. So one thing that I tried to get to convey to Philip, uh, but it's very hard online, is that you can get her in kind of a stun lock. She has a very low poise, so my entire strat was wait for my Mimic tier to fucking do some kind of crazy double colossal weapon attack that stuns her. Then immediately jump in and swing, and then he hits again, and then I hit again, and then he hits again, and then I hit again. And then we both roll away because we can only swing three times. And then that would take a bunch of away from Alinea. After about an hour and a half of that, just getting used to doing that, um, it wasn't so bad. Like I would consistently get to the second phase, like over and over again, and I would get her to like half health. Eventually, the problem with Millennia, the worst thing is that she life steals, even if you block the attack. But blocking her attacks helps so much with the damage, especially if you're someone like me who has really high endurance, so that I have a bunch of stamina. Um, I could almost block the entire – that waterfall attack that, he was- that uh, Let Me Solar brought up in that interview, that's one of the most infamous attacks where she does three rounds of like swinging rapidly at you. I could block full block two of those, and then the third one will take me to half health probably. But I was really big, so it was like the – pro- the biggest problem is that she's healing off of all of those hits. And so you have to play very carefully and also aggressively at the same time. And when you're playing online like me and Philip were, it's hard to coordinate that specific strategy. So that leads into Philip and how we beat him uh how we beat her in Philip's game.
0: Yeah, so in my game it took us 9 tries to beat her, and the first 7 tries were struggles of us trying to coordinate, try to stun locker, and what was terrible was it, all, it was always something we didn't or I didn't expect that would get me killed. Whereas, like, she go to second phase, and Nave's like, "Look out! She's gonna, you know, ground pound on top of you." And I'm like, "What?" As I stand there and <laughs> unmoving, and she drops right down, instant killing me. And then the next one, I'm like, "Okay, so she drops straight down." I think in my mind, we get her to second phase again, and I'm like, hey, hey, I'm on the side of the room. You can't get me now, Millennia. She beeline straight down, dropping on top of me, instantly killing me. I'm like, Nave, she got me again. You know. <laughs> Or Nave's like, she's floating in the air. She's doing her sicko mode. You need to get out of there. And I'm like, what? And I dodge her first <laughs> sicko mode. And then the second two hit me, chopping me to pieces as I'm just like. <gasps> <laughs>
1: it's like a Cartoon Network fucking, like, a, what is it? Johnny <laughs> Rob. like, you know, when they chop in the air and then all of a sudden yeah. everything's perfectly diced. Yeah, that's Philip's body.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I was literally in learning mode for like the whole first part of the fight. And then finally we got to the last like probably three rounds where I'm like. We can get her down, but this is so hard. This is a really hard boss. It requires almost perfection. And then like, I'm like, how do other people be in this? And they're like, just use Bleed. She's weak to it. And then Bleed's, Bleed's OP. And I'm like, Nave, do you want to... Su-? I think Nave was like, maybe we should summon a random. I'm like, yeah, okay. And I think it was like the first guy we summoned was a full Bleed well, build. And I'm,
1: The main was thing it? was is that you were like, I, you were like, I don't want to fight her anymore. Nave, do you want to go beat the final boss first and then fight her? Oh, and that we- was, yeah. We I don't yeah. I don't think we beat the final boss I think we got to the boss door and we were like, all right, this is it, that's the final boss. You want to go back and fight Millennia, millennia? and then okay. that's whenever that you getting dropped on in the second mode. That's when that happened and continue.
0: Yeah, so we summon a a Blood Lord who's doing dual katanas, and I'm like, yeah, this guy looks like a bleed build. He's gonna help us. We went in there. And he's just using all the bleed magic, like the 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 wind of blades or whatever that thing is like he is. And it is just dropping her. You think like she has uh, three summon health at this point. She is a very healthy. And she was just just bleed, 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 bleed. And then we'd stun lock her because she would flinch from the bleed. And then me and a would just like jump and falcon punch right on top of her, take her down. She didn't stand a chance. And we just wiped her out. And I'm like, that was was so bad. You know, <laughs> the easiest boss
1: in the game. Yeah,
0: so I, I didn't get the the full millennia experience. What about you? It Coen? was awful,
2: dude. It was awful. You know, I think I had a very similar experience to uh, Nave. Mm, I just I didn't approach it correctly at first. You just got to get into the mindset. You know, it's like when you come up against a challenge in any game. Really, it doesn't even have to be a Dark Souls game. And you don't really understand what's going on. You're still in the learning phase. It's as you get more information, you start to become familiar. And all those feelings of um, maybe inadequacy, maybe of fear of not knowing what's going on, <laughs> maybe of surprise, those start to slowly fade and getting comfortable with the boss, getting comfortable with the sounds, uh, the, the the music, you know, not panicking when things don't go your way, especially the the flippy thing she does with the where it's just all around her, you know.
1: It's so to keep, hard to not panic in games I, I like know. this.
2: But <laughs> exactly. Uh, just keeping a level head. It's something that there's always at least one boss in every Dark Souls game that does this to me where I have to like be like, okay, let's figure this thing out. You know, let's, we're, we're <laughs> going to start at the bottom and we're going to go to the top and we're going to figure it out together. And uh, that's what this boss was for me. Although I do think it was slightly easier for me uh, because, again, I had a stable of summoning spirits to, to, to yeah. help me out. So that was highly helpful, especially since in this situation, you just kind of experiment and see what works best for you. Uh, how did y'all handle the Scarlet Rot? Did you get infested with Scarlet Rot a lot or no, not really? No, it
0: never Almost happened. Almost every fight. Almost well, every okay. fight. What are you talking about? Like, I feel like I never got Scarlet Rot.
1: <clears throat> well, you, I don't know. You would, die in, you would die way before the Scarlet Rot was even a problem. <laughs> I had way more health and way more tank. It, and I was also, like, it was only me and my, well, I guess it would be only me and you, huh? Well, I don't know. And whenever you ha- whenever I had my Mimic here, it felt like she was still fighting me exclusively. And I don't know. But I, I was getting fucking Scarlet Rotted all the time. In almost any boss fight where there's going to be an effect happening to you, I just get hit by it, and I don't know. Well, also, my, my the way my armor is, is I have, like, no resistances, the armor that I'm using. I'm, like, all physical, almost nothing else. And so that's why I was always dying to, like, basilisks and stuff, because I would it, my bar just fills up, like, really fast. But I had so much health that it usually... Scarlet Rot barely hurts me. Like, it's it's like poison for normal people. Poison, I don't even notice that my health bar going down when poison's on me.
0: Are we ready to move to the next boss? Yeah. All right, so I just put in, like, the bosses that stood out to me. There is so many bosses in this game, so many secret bosses that you guys need to go out and try. Uh, so I just put on the list the ones that I actually have an opinion on well i probably have an opinion on all of them but these are the ones that i like the most next one would be radon which this was noticeable because it was a it was like a gimmick boss fight in elden ring which usually the gimmick boss fights are the worst in the souls games like you have to get yep. uh was it like storm ruler the sword to defeat yorm oh. the giant and i'm like that is so lame you have to get or the tree <laughs> oh yeah or the tree bed of chaos Where you just have to do platforming to beat it that, that chaos you, sucks gimmick bosses are the worst this gimmick but boss
1: chaos would not suck in elden ring
0: because no, yeah, it no, be bad elden ring doesn't
1: suck <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Radon, the whole thing is like you go to a like the castle the i don't remember what the castle is called the fort and there's like a speaker up there and he's like welcome to the festival of blood or something like that i don't even know what, what he's saying yeah, but and you look like, around hell? <laughs> all your npcs <laughs> are there you're like oh look it's alexander warrior jar it's blade it's is Dung the Eater Wolf here? Boy. I don't remember. Uh, like, everyone's here.
2: Dung Eater is not a good boy.
0: <laughs> Let me Dung ask you a
2: question. When you got to that fort, did you have somebody you were playing with who were who was like, uh, is that the Halo music playing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about that, too. Yeah, there there's multiple people that I saw, and it happened to me, too, where somebody in the room goes, is that Halo? It's like, no, it's just chanting. It's not Halo, it's just chanting.
0: Don't <laughs> worry about any, it.
1: Any mug, it's just like...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But
0: anyways, uh, you talked to all the boys, and they're like... Hello, brother. I can't wait to see you on the field of battle. And I'm like, Hell yeah, let's do this. (laughs) You literally... you go down to like a beach you go through a teleporter to a field of battle a battlefield if you will and there's all the summon signs of all the other tarnished or whatever they are who just are all around there like let's do this you start popping in all these nbcs even when you have co-op partners so good you just have an army of alexander warrior jar blade all these cool dudes that you have met along the way and you're just charging across this pit while you just see this Beast of a man on a tiny horse, standing over there, <laughs> and then he's just like, "Come at me, raw!" He's like, he pulls "Shooting these, arrows!" Yeah, he's shooting these giant bows You get in close, he pulls out these huge choppers, and he's like, just swinging them around like crazy. And as you're fighting him, you're like, "How can this get any more wild?" As you're just going to town this dude, all of a sudden he just disappears. You don't even see where he went, and I'm like, "Where'd he go?" All the NPCs are just kind of like standing around, and then you just... Look over in the distance, and the sky you, is just you hear lit up in
1: your right headphone. <sighs> and, <laughs> and then, boom! <laughs> just comet from the fucking from the heavens above slams down on almost always Alexander Warrior Jar. I don't know why it's always him. <laughs>
2: He's but, the uh, biggest
0: target.
1: Uh, you're right. He is the biggest target. <laughs>
0: and he just wipes out the NPCs and the NPCs they put their summon signs down again so you can resummon them during the fight so you're just always popping them up and they are just getting chopped to pieces and it is a fantastic boss fight like I had so much fun doing it and Nave obviously did too
1: yeah because it's like I beat, I beat him so many times and I still love that boss fight. It's, it's so fun. Like, you know, when you talk about his tiny horse, if you haven't played this game, just go look at Radon's intro cutscene. because I don't know if you ever played Red Dead Redemption one where you can ride the, like the mule and it's tiny, like instead of a full size <laughs> horse. So did you remember that? Cause I don't remember who I was playing that game with the first Red Dead's online. I don't remember. Probably wasn't me. Yeah, well, I had a bunch of friends, just a party of like six people or something, and we were just riding the wastelands on these tiny horses, just <laughs> lassoing other players and pulling them off their full-size horses. I don't know. But he has a tiny little horse. I feel bad for it. It's so tiny that it's constantly clipping into the sand whenever he uses <laughs> abilities, and you're just like, where does the horse go? Oh, no, it's gone. But yeah. This boss fight is fantastic. It is like a full-on Dragon Ball Z, JoJo, bizarre adventure, like anime fight. And I showed I showed this to my friends, and it reinvigorated them because almost all of my real life friends were like, "Godfrey's too hard, or Margaret's too hard. Like, I can't do it." But everyone, almost everyone, got to at least this boss fight just to fight it for themselves, just to experience it because it is so cool. It is a visual fiesta. And you in it. And I don't. I don't know how else to explain it. It's the most fun boss
2: fight to help people fight. Did you guys try to summon patches?
0: No, I never met. I patches. didn't even know where
2: he was. Oh, he was in one of the first caves in uh, Limgrave.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, so the first time I ever heard of patches in the game was during this fight when I was helping someone. I could you can every time they summon someone in it, it's just like they summoned in Alexander Warrior Jar. They summoned in the Wolfman in Ronnie's quest, whatever. Yada. yada. And then one time I saw patches has been summoned, and I'm like patches patches and i'm like looking around like what the fuck is patches doing here and i'm like trying to find him and i don't know where he is and then eventually it's like patches has returned to his world i'm like oh he fucking died that loser but apparently patches when you summon matches in he stands off in the distance or he runs away and he just leaves like he doesn't fight at all he doesn't contribute and every (laughs) single time this is before i knew what he was actually doing i was like what is patches doing how is he sabotaging us? Like, what is he doing <laughs> yeah. to this fight to make it harder? Like, I'm just trying to find him so I can kill him. Like, <laughs> I hate patches. All my homies hate patches.
0: Oh, my God. All right. Uh, Pygon, opinions on Radon? Radon is
2: pretty great. Um, this was actually kind of a challenging fight for me at first. I didn't want to summon those guys. Um, oh, really? Meet- oh, my I God. I didn't want to summon them, so I wanted to do it on my own first. But I kind of figure it's okay to summon a bunch of NPCs if it's designed that way, right? It feels yeah. like designed like to be cinematic, like a story. So I eventually I relented and I did summon. Uh, they're not very helpful in terms of doing damage, but they yeah. they are they are they have good a lot of at, aggro. Yeah, they are good at getting him to stop looking at me. And uh, this was before they patched him when I beat him because they actually nerfed him recently. Really, he wasn't that yeah. bad when we fought him. Yeah, they nerfed him, so he does less damage now. I think he was doing more damage than intended at first. So there were times where he was one-shotting me. Uh, when he came down as a meteor, he did one-shot me when he did that.
1: Oh, yeah. He would he would kill me a couple times, too. Like, I, I didn't even... for the It was like the 40th time that I had beat him. And then I finally got hit by that meteor. And I was like, I didn't even know you could get hit by that. Like, I <laughs> honestly... I thought he always just hit the NPCs. Because every single time I'd scatter, like a cockroach, I didn't know what the hell was going to happen. Whenever I didn't he did know the, he would uh, ever aim at you.
2: Whenever he did that thing where he would raise his two swords up and smash them to the ground, I always felt like I was not close enough to it. But then I always kind of was. It was hard for me to gauge the distance, you know, because he's a big dude. I guess I just sort of assume a big dude is not going to get that kind of distance on me. But he always caught me off guard. You know, I was like an anime character going... He, he's fast, you know, yeah. like, oh, so fast.
1: There's that scene of One Punch Man where he's sparring with the, what's his name? The, his, his disciple. And then the he finally uses his power and he jumps around behind him and it just says death. And you're just like, holy fuck, this dude, Saitama is real, dude. Like That was, the, that was the first scene I ever saw from that show from someone trying to convince me to watch it. And I was like, oh, cause I, cause of course, especially you had the way that he looks, you're like, this is just a dumb, it's the Goku effect, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I saw this really cool video on YouTube where um uh it's this the easiest way to cheese it's the it, or the funniest way to cheese Radon. Have you guys seen this video?
0: No. This, well, this is the one so, he falls.
1: <clears throat> yeah, so the way the what they did was I don't think they summoned any NPCs and they got him to the half health parks to where you get to phase two and he does the comet attack. And they just ran to the edge of the what the lake, because you're like kind of on a beach. And you run to the edge of the lake, he comets, attacks in, and then lands right on the edge and falls straight into the water and dies oh. instantly. Damn. And it's very
0: funny. So stupid. Yeah. Alright, let's move on to the Flame Giant, which the only thing notable this guy is his, his uh, half-health cutscene that is incredibly He's sick. Phase
1: 2. Yeah, yeah it's
0: really weird. Because when you first fight him, he's a giant stopping around the battlefield. And you're just, you know, this tiny little ant rolling around his feet, hitting him in the leg repeatedly until you eventually, like, split open his gross leg on the side. And then... He, like, literally
1: has, a like, a, a splint on his leg. Like, you don't even realize it's a splint until after the halfway through cutscene where you're like, oh, that's why that was there. I just thought I broke a piece of
0: armor off of him. Yeah. Then at the halfway point, he takes a step and snaps his leg at basically the ankle, or... Maybe not the ankle, but like a little bit it's higher halfway up. Halfway through the... his shin. Yeah, yeah, it, the shin. That's where it is. It, irreparable. <laughs> yeah. He looks down at his broken leg, picks it up, burns it to ash, and then continues to fight you as an amputee.
1: You and... left out the fact that he rips it off of his body first. He doesn't oh, yeah. pick up his leg. He, he goes, and just starts <laughs> screaming. Blood is going everywhere. It's, it's insane.
0: Anything else to say about Flame Giant? There's
2: a thing that you can use, um the little deuter horned little. What? That horn what? that you get from from the guys in the capital.
0: Yeah. You know, okay. The trumpets. You, if, yeah. if you
2: get that horn, uh the weapon art on the horn just blows bubbles. It looks really, re- you know, dinky. It looks like it doesn't do damage. It, it, apparently, it melts that giant for some reason. It just totally fucks his health bar up. I legends it like pure magic damage. <laughs> yeah, so weak it's weak to the bubble, the
1: bubble attack. The bubble is attack is adorable. From, fe- from i was futurama i meant to say pokemon i don't know why i thought there's a <laughs> futurama in my head but oh it's the cyclops eye okay oh yeah i was gonna make a joke about he has the leelas he has a he looks like leela on the front of his chest like his, his body has like a mouth in his stomach yeah and like a this eyeball opens up and it has this hail hydra fucking scary symbol on the, around the iris it's it's a pretty weird it's a very Miyazaki fight. You're like, what, where half of the time you're just like, what is happening? Like what your wife said, uh, Jano is like, every single boss in this game is like this freak of nature. Like, this guy's definitely a freak for sure.
0: All right, moving along to my next notable enemy. This was Godfrey, the original Elden Lord, which you fight his specter early on. And I'm like, psh, that guy was trash. Godfrey, you call yourself Elden Lord. And he was just like a hologram. And then you find him for real. And he is the guy from the painting with a huge lion coming out of his back as a Jojo stand or blue dragon shadow, as Nate pointed out. And I'm like, well, this guy is like really cool. And he is really cool. He's like an earthbender. He's jumping around. And then once you get him down, like for his first phase, second phase, he grabs his the lion. There's a tiger. Lion. A lion. That's it. Yeah, he grabs the lion and he's like, I'm sorry, old friend, and burns him like the giant burned his leg, like absorbing his soul or something like that, rips off his shirt Dragon Ball style, throws away his sword and his or no, he had like a giant hammer or something like that. He just grabs his hands and he goes Broly on you and he's just like full rage mode sprinting around. Grabbing Knave by his throat and choke slamming him. And, um, okay,
1: well, we'll pause on that because whenever me and Philip beat this boss, the first time we got him to the second phase, we just killed him that time. Like, whatever try that was, maybe the second. No, it was the first try. We beat him first yeah, try. Yeah, we beat him first war. try. And so he barely touched any of us. I don't know what the fuck was going on. We didn't now, get Now, when it second was phase. my turn to kill him, he manhandled me constantly. Like he was – like this dude was Brock Lesnar just grabbing our asses off of the fucking ground, throwing <laughs> us 20 feet in the air, and then literally fucking power bombing us <laughs> like it was WWE off of the top of the fucking steel cage. I do not understand. Like – and it was constant. I was so – all right. This goes into something that Paingo was talking about uh, way – like like fucking three hours ago at this point where he was like whenever you activate that – the a spell it puts a rune behind you and then makes a sword but the enemies react to you pressing the button and then so they dodge and then they get hit by the spell i was the whole time i was like i am absolutely positive that some of these fucking enemies are programmed to react to you pressing the use item button the x button or the square button oh
2: yeah they They, are actually
1: they are fucking like because i would i would get very far away i would be like okay he doesn't have aggro on me i would press uh, x to heal myself and he would turn around and instantly grab me while i was healing and and it would just over and over and over and over again it like i was like there are There's random happenstance, and then there's, like, established pattern at this point. I was convinced. I was like, I can't heal, because every single time, he just turns around and snatches my ass up, puts me up to his face, and he's like, glug, glug, and he slams me (laughs) to the fucking ground like a fucking volleyball. It was terrible. It took me like 15 tries to beat this guy because I just. Because <laughs> Philip would die. I don't know what it was, but Philip would die or be at one <laughs> flask at that second phase. And I'm like, I can't beat the second part by myself. I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, well, this boss was just really cool. Mostly, I feel like just existing because he also pulls a Margaret of like. He does the WWE thing. He's like, I'm the champ. I got the belt. You got to get through me if you want to be Elden Lord. You think you're going to sit on his throne? He's literally <laughs> holding uh, not Margaret, but Margaret, whatever the other like the other one is. And I thought you were
1: going to say, "I'm." He's literally holding the WWE Intercontinental <laughs> Championship belt <laughs> as you walk in.
0: <laughs> he's like, ah, You thought you you beat him. Uh, I'm sorry, my dude. You lost to the scrub. He like throws the body to the side, and you know, after you get him to half health or whatever, he pulls out his. Fi- he's like, "Well, Tom, I'm about to get pull a snow from Final Fantasy 13 and give you these hands." And I'm like, why? Why does he have to give me these hands?
1: And then he's got you for three minutes.
0: All right, Pine Gun, we keep over talking you. What is your opinion on the oh, Elven Lord uh, Godfrey?
2: Oh, I just I beat this dude in the submission.
0: He was no, oh, at that so
2: point. He's, he's, he stood no chance against me, man. Much less the mimic tier. Mimic tier was absolutely broken. Get the sword, raise the sword, put the fire down on him.
1: I'm pretty sure that's how I eventually beat him. I was like, Philip, stay out of this. The only <laughs> bitch I can trust is myself. And then <laughs> <ding-a-ding-a-ding>. <laughs> Because well, that's one of the main things is that the mimic tier doesn't raise the health of the bosses. But mm. summoning your friend does raise the health of the bosses. So it is literally easier to fight solo with the mimic tier if your mimic tier is good. If your build is good, your weapons, your armor and stuff, if your mimic tier doesn't just die instantly, then I don't know. Do you? So wait, you mentioned earlier that the mimic tier got nerfed. How exactly did it get nerfed? Because this mimic tier is still
2: ridiculous. They, they did they did something to make it less aggressive. They yeah, changed its AI.
0: I think it only reacts like it has to get hit first before it starts fighting, or something like that.
2: Yeah, because I've it, seen it
0: stand on the side a lot. It, well, it also no, like changes
2: my... its it changes its tactics now too. Like it doesn't do the same thing over and over. It's like it's on a pattern now where it's even doing things that are even suboptimal. You know, like if, it won't ever just I don't think straight out attack anymore on its own. It'll do other things, too, in between that. It's kind of strange. It's it feels actually, you know what? I was I was talking to my friends about this. Uh It feels slightly like not bad anymore. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel like they nerfed it. Like it doesn't feel like a huge change because he's just unpredictable now. And sometimes he backs out of a fight. So it, it actually kind of works to your favor every now and then. It's not like that bad of a nerf. That's why I think they're probably going to nerf it again because I, I I think it's still one of the best ways to play. You know, well I, so, I
1: think one of the things I read too is that uh, like so for like sorcery builds because he would have all of your sorceries and stuff and be able to use them. Hmm. Well, he would like use these super strong sorceries and now that he, now he barely uses it or like he won't use arts nearly as often and stuff like that. But it's hmm. like on my in my build, it, it's there's literally only a few things you can do. I have no magic. None I haven't I did never cast not a single spell in my fucking first playthrough of Elden Ring. I have none of them. Well, I mean I own a bunch, but I, none of them are equipped, so I didn't even give my some my uh my mimic tier the opportunity to do something different. Like you either you either swung your left sword or you swung your right sword. And <laughs> you can walk around all you want, but you're still getting aggro from the boss and doing your job. All right. Uh, anything
0: more to say on Godfrey?
2: Nah. He's
0: All right, then I want to introduce, now that you defeated God, uh, Godfrey, you go into the galaxy that is inside the Earth Tree, and you face Radigan. And at the time, I said big Ganon vibes, but I want to highlight, it's not Ganon, actually, that I was thinking of. It's actually Demise, if you're familiar oh, with Skyward Sword. Because yeah. I was like, yo, this dude is just galaxy Ganon. But no, it is uh, the Dark Soul of Ganon from Skyward Sword.
2: Yeah, I know some people had some troubles with this dude, but um no, he was totally easy for me. It was not an issue at all. I think where people are getting tripped up is that thing he does where he smacks the ground and it does yeah. like a, a wide you can see the ground cracking and it blows from below. Uh people just don't react quick enough to that, I don't think. You you gotta like be ready for that and just be be ready to disengage and run, you know? It's one of those fights where it's like super high aggression. Uh, can kind of backfire in your face. I, did, I didn't have too much trouble with him. He did actually get me a couple
0: times, but after that, easy, smooth sailing for me. Yeah, we didn't struggle too much on old Radigan. Like, I don't remember struggling. I, I die a lot, but uh, that's mostly because of my incompetence. Like, I'd run up to him just as he was doing a teleport, and he would teleport in the same exact spot and hit me with the lightning then do an AOE and I wouldn't move out of the AOE so I get hit by that then the AOE would explode afterwards I get hit by that and I'm like yep nave I'm dead <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was this was one of the more this was one of the main fights besides millennia where when things went wrong sometimes they just went wrong for in perpetuity until the end of the fight where we died the the natural conclusion of it where like i would say a couple of times to philip i mean like philip i have literally missed my attack or been interrupted at least 16 times like i would swing he would teleport the moment my sword went down and then i would run all the way across the map to get to him and then i would jump attack and just as i got almost my i had two more frames before my sword hit him he would do like an aoe hit and i would fall backwards and i'm like i cannot hit this dude like every single time i swing it's awful
0: Yeah, uh, I feel like we tried summoning a rando for this fight a lot, too, just for funsies. Because it was like, this was the last fight of the game. And everyone was so incompetent. We summoned (laughs) so many losers who would die. And you're like, that guy didn't level Vigor. Because you would see him die in one hit. And it's like, that guy had a 19 Vigor.
1: It it was, everyone was incompetent until one dude, uh, so... (laughs) Philip has a life. He has stuff going on outside of video games, right? So occasionally, he just vanishes for and doesn't say anything. And so <laughs> I I summon in Philip. I summon in this guy, right? Or I summon... So what I was doing was I was summoning in a rando from the pool. Then I was putting in our password where Philip's sign would be down. I would summon Philip in. And the moment Philip would come in, we would walk into the door. Because it, it felt like it was faster than the other way around for me for some reason. anyway... Philip was AFK, and this ma- this fight in particular, you don't continue standing outside the fog wall. It teleports everyone into a new arena. So Philip was just standing there. Meanwhile, I had this super amazing fucking. This dude was amazing. He was keeping Philip alive. He was putting down healing circles, buffing us up, like fucking buffing me up. I was hitting so hard, even though I was hitting for three, and he was like <laughs> shooting fucking uh, crazy yellow things at the dude. I-, I have no idea what the fuck he's like using magic and shit. I'm a dumb dumb. I have like seven intelligence. So, but inevitably, Philip dies, then my partner dies, and we get him to, like, almost dead, and, and it's only me fighting him, essentially. I'm just like, damn, I wish Philip was here, because we would have smoked this fucking guy. And then I die eventually, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm fucking well, I'm, angry
2: at Philip now. moves
0: right uh, into the second phase of Elden Beast. Pinecone, what do you think of the Nessie. Gummy Worm Galaxy? <laughs>
2: Nessie, More like lo- Elden Monster. Deceased. Yeah, this was a little disappointing for me, to be honest, but it was cute. It was an adorable creature, but it wasn't really much of a fight. It was, um, I don't know, when you're thinking about otherworldly galactic beings uh, who have caused so much destruction and so much chaos in the world, I think it was just way too cute. Like, it was adorable. I was thinking to myself when I was fighting it, like, damn, I'd like a plushie of this.
0: Dude, I was like, yeah, this is a good plushie.
2: Yeah, they made a, a Elden Beast plushie. That'd be really tight. Also, It's kind of weird to see like a beast, a galactic beast, where you can see a galaxy in its belly. It's weird to see him use a sword.
0: Yeah, he has a (laughs) giant sword.
2: He's got a sword that he's swinging around. Um, I think I got hit once this fight. Um, Even with co-op partners, it was pretty pretty manageable. We didn't have too much trouble. I, I will say that it is highly satisfying. Highly satisfying to hit him and hear the glass breaking sound effect, like you're chipping yeah. into him. That's really nice. I like yeah. that kind of stuff. The music is great too. Uh, the The whole arena, the music, everything was really good there. It's uh, it's a memorable boss fight, I guess. At the end of the day, I just I wish it wasn't so damn cute because I just wanted to pet him.
1: The, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the music because Philip, uh, I was gonna tag into that Redagon Radagon fight or however you pronounce it. That the music is. Essentially the exact same the hook is the exact same as the title card screen whenever you turn Elden Ring on. It's the exact same music. And then when you press start, you get to the neck the main menu music. The main menu music menu, the, the main menu music's hook is exactly the same as the Elden Beast fight. So it is really cool and it, it's cause you've heard that you've heard both of those tunes so many times and to finally hear them and it's the final boss fight. And they both fit perfectly with each fight. Like both soundtracks are just amazing. And it, like that that like you were saying, like the enemy's really cute. The way that I thought about the enemy when I saw it is I just didn't understand what the fuck I was looking at. Yeah. And I was like but like in in context of what you've done all the way up to this point, it's like it may like it would be something I couldn't comprehend. And like I don't what is this? In the first time, too, because Philip died during the Radegan fight, and so I saw it on my own, and we weren't sure if this was even the final boss, but Philip, for some reason, knew what the final boss enemy looked like, so he was just waiting for me to describe it, and then once I did, he was like, oh yeah, this is the final boss then. But I was like, I don't even remember how I described it. Do you remember how I was trying to express it to you?
0: You said big tentacles in outer space, or something like that, and I was like, yep, that's the one.
1: It was a really interesting fight too um, because like you said, Morgan, I hardly got fu- – I hardly got hit. Uh, I don't even think I got hit until the very first time, which was the last time because it killed me instantly essentially because I wasn't wasn't seeing it coming. He like summons a bunch of swords in the air, and then they come down and hit you, and I just got hit by all of them. I, I didn't even understand what was <laughs> happening to me. I was like, ah, and then died. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: you are mentioning the uh, the title screen music being the same as the boss fights final fantasy VI does the exact same thing where the musical sting at the final boss is the same as the title screen really nice callback i like that kind of motif
0: it's so cool i was definitely waiting because i'm like the the final bosses are important in dark souls games and i feel like it almost sets the tone for the game because of course we think about uh if we were just go in from newest to oldest like dark souls 3 you have the soul of cinder which plays a a more intricate theme on Pling Pling Plon from the first game, and you're like, this is the culmination <laughs> of one through three. This is the evolution. Two, two was weird. I don't even remember two. Then one, you have Pling Pling Plon, which is the pure essence of like <laughs> the sadness of the Dark Souls. Like the uh, almost everything we do is in a world of entropy that doesn't matter. So <laughs> like, so you're just continuing the cycle, and then we get here to see that it's not that the world is ending and that we're all suffering and entropy. It's that the cycle continues and that mm. you are resuming from the beginning of the game again. And if you, of course you touch the statue, you go to new game plus and the story starts over again. it's like a tale of the lands between the shattering. You, you hear the whole story again and I just get like, it gives me the chills mm. going right up my arms.
1: That's interesting because the, the other ending, I guess we can talk about the endings after this. So but yeah the end, the other endings are are interesting. Uh Elden Beast in particular though uh had a really cool moveset. set. It it did it did remind me a lot of the uh the Ronnie that boss fight at the end of the Ronnie thing what is it called the arc. Yeah whatever the,
2: yeah the galaxy the galaxy dude.
1: thrower yeah he he does this galaxy smoke attack that goes across the map like makes a wall and then it just slowly blows up in like little it looks like supernovas like a whole bunch of them it's really interesting looking one of my favorite attacks that philip never got hit by but i got hit by like three times was uh he would make a giant golden orb did you ever get hit by this attack no <laughs> okay so this is what happens you guys need to watch this on youtube because it's amazing he he gets this orb, and then he puts you inside of it. Then he raises you up, and it pulls your arms up into a Christ pose. And then you get crucified on this thing, the same thing that Radagon was on before you fight him. You get crucified on this thing. And then as you're standing there screaming, a bunch of those swords spawn and just stab you from every single direction. My God, and it just my God. chunks you. It is Jesus. such an awesome move. I did and not so every that. time I died by it, I was just like, well, at least I died in a really fucking badass way. Damn. That's
0: cool. Oof, I'm getting tired. This has been a long one.
1: Yeah, it has. The endings. Uh, okay, the endings. I'm sure, Morgan, Morgan, you've seen all the endings? Yeah, I've just seen all the other endings. You could probably describe them better than me, because I was tired, and I wanted to get to New Game Plus as soon as possible.
2: I think but... you and I did the same ending. We we got the Ronnie ending. I, I, uh, wanted, yeah. to do, I wanted to do the Ronnie questline, just because it's like a Tookie to an extra area in the lake's place. Why uh-huh. would I not want to go to an extra area and kill a dragon? Like, yeah, that's cool. So yeah, I just did the Ronnie ending. She apparently made a new age of, of silence, the moon, everything's going to stop. I, it yeah. sounds kind of scary, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, man, I've been in the lands between. Maybe it's better for all this shit to stop. Maybe just go, go. <laughs> Maybe total silence. Maybe just the darkness of space is exactly what the doctor ordered, you know?
1: I was reading online, because I did all three. Like, you, So if you want to get all the achievements in one run like I did, well, I mean, I had to do New Game Plus, so I fucked up. I wasn't reading a guide at the beginning of the game. But... Um, You can, right as soon as you get your achievement or trophy, before the credits start rolling, you can just leave the game, delete your save data, and then pull your save from the cloud back to your Xbox to where you were before you chose. Because after you kill the last boss, it takes you to a bonfire where you can continue exploring the world if you want, or you can cheat, just like I did. So I did the Ronnie ending, which is quote-unquote the good ending, what everyone's saying online. I don't understand what happened. It was just very pretty. So I thought it was a good ending, too. It was a very pretty ending.
2: I think people are coping hardcore, man. I mean, do you think it's good to not exist anymore and to be in total darkness forever? Does that sound
0: good to you? No, I I mean, that's the argument of nihilism, is it not? (laughs) I thought she was, like, supposed to be cutting off the strings from the real gods. And so it was just, like, the nothing is now here. Like, it's just whoever's here. I like
2: we're on our own rather yeah, than like we're having these people having Maybe. these gods just, like it seemed it seems so ominous to me like the moon is like broken apart or something or there was a giant like light coming from it or it, i don't know what the hell was going on i imagine that's what it's going to be like when we all die you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> well this the so the the normal ending which everyone's calling is just when you go up and do the when you go up and touch the statue, it essentially is like, yeah, the cycle repeats, and then you go to New Game Plus or whatever. And then the third ending, which I guess you guys haven't seen, have you?
0: I, now, is I that the Dung Eater? It. Where you eat the dung? It's not the Dung Eater. Lord. It's essentially
1: the Dung Eater, though. <laughs> but you're essentially the Dung Eater, where you, get, you go to this door that I found. I found this door just naturally exploring. I didn't know how to open it. I had to Google that shit. But you take all your armor off in front of this door. And you're able to open it up, and then uh, the three fingers brands you with its mark, and then vanishes. And then you just continue to the end of the game like normal. And instead of uh, like putting the statue back together, you burn it. And then everything is in- engulfed in flames, and I guess oh, yeah. everything ends that way. Like I think you just destroy everything, which is why I don't think Ronnie destroyed everything. Or like mm. you know, made nothingness because that ending definitely seemed like everything stopped, like because everything was dead. It's like instead of just the earth tree burning, you burned fucking everything.
2: Yeah, you can actually spare. um, What's the name of that lady that levels you up, Malia? You, you can spare you know, her. She does. She doesn't have to burn. Um, uh, when you get to the the cauldron or whatever, duh you know to get the the timber to burn the thing you can actually spare her to get that lord of the flame ending that you were just talking about and then apparently she like swears to like kill you or
0: like come and get you because what oh, you really? did was,
2: yeah what she did was super <laughs> bad apparently and
0: she like doesn't approve but yeah you let loo- loose the uh profane flame or whatever <laughs> <laughs> well there
1: You're is certain. an interesting there's an interesting thing where i uh in order to get all the achievements, there's a, there's a couple secret bosses and some of them are missable. One of them is, you know, the lady that hugs you in the circle area, uh, the the round table. So the late, that lady, when she hugs you, she gives you a debuff. And if you just keep talking to her eventually, well, you have to get so far in the game, you have to get to the Atlas plateau, but you could, you can get hug, get a hug from her and you could talk to her. And eventually she tells you like, she's like, Hey, I have this dagger. uh, Can you take it? To whoever owns it, I need you to find who owns this dagger. And you're like, yeah, sure. Well, it's this dude named D. I think there's two people named D in the game. Like one is like the hunt, the hunted uh, viewer, and the one is the hunter, like killer or something like that. I don't remember. But you find one of them, who is either in a uh, the fr- he's the guy who gives you the side quest to kill the boat dudes and get the. This sounds like fucking nonsense. Anyway, this dude. Who eventually shows up in the round table, which is where I found him. You ask him about the dagger. He's like, "Uh, I know who owns that dagger. I can take it to him. And you're you're like, sure, take the dagger. You leave the round table, come back, and then that hugging lady – has killed him and she opened you could, there a new door is opened up the only way to open this door up and you see her standing over his dead body and she's like i am the lady of death i will kill everything everyone dies and it's beautiful and you'll see me and then she fucking vanishes and you're like what the fuck <laughs> like what <laughs> this dude's dead <laughs> and you could pick up his you could take his armor now, Philip, you remember that lady who's like outside of the Twin Gargoyles laying down and she gives you the pointing emote, but then you don't know what to do? You could apparently give her the armor. I didn't do it because I was like, I don't want this to change the trajectory of what I'm doing. I just want to get this achievement. But I will eventually go back and do that. But so you eventually get to that uh, area with the roots underneath the city, the capital city. And yeah. you kn- remember that giant, spooky looking thing? And then you go in there and you fight a bunch of champions. Yeah. You remember that area? Uh, yeah, it's just like a bunch of people sp- summon in. And it's like a boss fight, but it's a bunch of random champions. Uh, fucking Roger is there from the Wargate fight. But uh, apparently she's the one who summoned them. And so whenever you kill them and you've done all of that beforehand, this is why it's missable because she moves, or if you've already done it before talking to her, it fucks it all up. But she will spawn uh, underneath that fucking gross thing. And then you can hug her again, and she's like, she's like – I am going to kill everything. Dying is beautiful. Do you want to stop me? And then you can say, "Of course, that's stupid." Or you can be like, "No, I just want to be hugged." Like literally, you can just be like, "No, I just want to feel the embrace." And she's like, "Oh, I did not expect that." Um, and then can she takes him? you like, damn. "Well, you you uh talk to her over oh, and now over we again.
0: Lost Nave. Maybe he'll come back." Uh, yeah, so this God game has it. a lot going on in it. So I think at this point you have any more meat points or should we uh take a break and then come back for our final words i'm good and, uh, i'm good to, to, to finish i think all right let's take a break see if we can get nave and then come back ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Easy place. well since i'm gonna give him a minute to reconnect oh there he is. okay never mind okay we're gonna just we're, okay. we took a break and we're gonna come back and do final words okay unless is there any other meat points you want
1: sure i don't i hard what was i talking about but whenever
0: i was you were talking about the Death Lady. We were basically recapping the endings.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's the thing. that she, Apparently, the yada, yada, yada. You go into her dream, and you fight a giant mega dragon, a fucking kaiju. And then you get an item. So y- whenever you do Ronnie's stuff, you go up to the top of the tower. Instead of getting a grand rune, you get a piece of her flesh or something like that. And then once you kill that dragon... You gotta give her that piece of that flesh beforehand, but once you kill the dragon, you take a mark off of her, and it looks like the mark that's on Ronnie's eye or on Melania's eye, and it's like a it's like a full circle of that mark, and apparently that unlocks a, a different ending, like of all of those endings. But I and not so now I'm like I kind of want to just beat the game again just to see if this is a different ending, like for for real, because that I was like, what the fuck is this item, and I googled it, you know, wiki or whatever
0: yeah all right so who wants to go first for final
2: words uh i will all right i really enjoyed my time with elden ring i wish i could play it more uh i guess the only reason i haven't is because so many people are playing it and i don't want to ruin it for everybody you know by streaming it all the time that's why i've been i actually started streaming on youtube recently because i know nobody will see it there (laughs) because it's so saturated So it's like a. this is probably going to be my this is my third and probably final time to play it until new content releases, I think, because I with the sales of this game, like what, 12 plus million. There's no way they don't do DLC. They're going to do more balance patches and they're going to do more DLC. And I'm definitely going to be there as soon as it uh, releases, because this is really a perfect game in my eyes. I mean, nothing is, you know, perfect, whatever, if you want to get technical about it. But it's just about as close to perfect as it gets for me. I am not bored of it. I'm not tired of it. Even if I know where everything is, even if the mystique and mystery of the game is somewhat lost just by, you know, the sheer amount that I've been playing it, it's it's a very comfortable uh, game to, to go back to over and over and over, even if you're doing the same build, because you have ever so slightly different experiences every time. And I think that it really redefines how open worlds are going to be viewed by the general public. You've seen people willing to to, to try their first Souls game, no, no matter how intimidating that might sound to them. And I think the reason they're doing it is because there is a great need or a yearning for a kind of, a, uh, I guess, a new kind of open world experience, getting away from the Ubisoft-style exploration, building off of Breath of the Wild. I wouldn't be surprised if two or three years from now, we start to see other games from AAA gaming publishers follow more the Elden Ring formula you know, and then perhaps a new golden age of open world exploration until they inevitably fuck that up too? Maybe. <laughs> but all in all, I really liked my time with Elden Ring and uh, I could talk about it forever.
1: All the I'll Lords to... of the Fallen keep coming, uh, but they're now just Lords of the Elden. Oh, no. <laughs> how much more copying can we do? All
0: right, Nave, do you want to take this for final words? Or do you want me to go ahead?
1: I can, I guess. This, so essentially, like, piggybacking off of what Morgan just said, it's kind of like, I do see like, there's definitely been a branching path at this point. Like we've hit a crossroads where I don't think FromSoft can ever go back. There is going to be Souls-like games, and now there's going to be like Elden-like games. Like, I don't know how they're going to, I don't think they're ever going to give up the formula they had. They're going to have their Sekiro's, and they're going to have their, they might even go back to Dark Souls specifically to have that original game plan. Kind of similar to how, Judgment and Yakuza it, have completely deviated at this point. I think that FromSoft is on the same path. I don't know how they're going to top something like this, but Elden Ring is a ten out of ten for me. It's it's gotten me through a lot. Uh, I've been we've been going through a lot of like you know turmoil and stress and stuff. It feels like we've been living in a hurricane, and it is insane how this really stressful. And like frustrating, and scary, and hard gameplay, and like exploration, and like this loop that isn't necessarily fun, hardly ever. It's like it's so gratifying. Like it's so it the exploration. It's like the exploration, the world, the uh, the aesthetic of everything around you, the enemies. The there's. I can see how these lore channels just get seven years of fucking content from one from soft game because these games just ooze from environmental storytelling i know we were memeing on it at the beginning but i genuinely feel like this is the best kind of storytelling that you can experience in a video game like i don't know what's going on physically like actually happening around me but your character doesn't know that really either, and neither does anyone in the whole fucking game. There's only a select few, and those select few will tell you you know, some things, but you know that they know more, right? It's like Gandalf. Like Gandalf never expo-dumps in fucking Lord – or in the movies, the Lord of the Rings movies at least. I don't know about the books. But you know, Gandalf's never expo-dumping. He's like, this is what you need to know. This is what we're doing, and goodbye, and then he leaves. And he does his own fucking thing, and that's what it feels like when you're playing Elden Ring. Like there are people way higher than you in the fucking food chain doing their fucking thing. And you're just a fucking random dude. Like, I mean, you have to prove yourself eventually and become the Elden Lord, and that's the whole thing. But it's like, yeah, this game is amazing.
0: That's pretty well said. Good job, Nave. All right. For my final words, uh, my experience with this game, I came in almost lukewarm on it because I dropped in, and I've already, you know, done my time with Dark Souls 1 through 3, and I'm like, what is new about this one? I jumped in, I instantly saw that... There's new builds that you can try that are actually viable. I'm like, cool. I want to do Archer. I want to I do Bleed. I want to use daggers and effects and statuses that are actually good. And they have a whole stat devoted to it, the Arcane. Like, this is going to be awesome. And I'm like, all right, I just want to mainline it, though. I don't want to have to worry about all this exploring stuff. And that's where I bamboozled myself. I tried to play this, like, Dark Souls 1 through 3. And I self-sabotaged through a lot of the game. Where I could have had a better time if I saw what Nave was doing. And I eventually did see the light, and Nave kind of showed me, like, this game isn't about mainlining and go through. Like, yeah, you can show mastery of the game. You can just blow right through all this stuff. But the joy of the game is in the learning, the exploring, the trying different styles. Whereas, like, I tried to force a build that was bad that I didn't know what I was doing. And so I was saying, I just tried something new. I started having. Probably like three times more fun, like so much more fun. I was yelling more. I was having a great time. (laughs) Not that I wasn't, I was having a great time before, but my time exponentially just got better. So I 100% recommend this game to anyone. This is, I wanna say, the best Souls experience, even though Dark Souls 1 will always have a special place in my heart. And I probably will still think that was my favorite Souls game. Elden Ring is the better game overall. I think everyone should have a chance to play it. I know I was gatekeepy earlier when I was like, there should be no easy mode. You're forced to experience the game how it is. But the game how it is, is completely open-ended. Open-ended accessible. You can feel your way through the game. The whole thing is just not giving up, skeleton. You just play the game and (laughs) you get good. You level up. The numbers matter. If the game's too hard, level up. Upgrade your weapon. Explore. Ask people for help. Look up and do your research with the game. Like, hey, where are these items? What can help me? What makes a build better? What's a good build? And you will be this game. Like Morgan was saying
1: before, like, Morgan, before fighting even the first boss, went and made a, the fully upgraded, crazy, awesome weapon. And it's like, that's how open-ended the game is. Like, you can go fucking anywhere, essentially.
0: Yeah, the easy mode is just playing the game. It's not about getting good. Sure, you want to do a no-hit soul level one run. Go for it. But you're putting too many asterisks on your gameplay. It's like, I remember for fun in Oblivion, even though that game was ridiculously easy a lot of times, even on the higher difficulties, I would drop all my weapons and just go out there with just like my fist and be like, I'm only going to use items I can pick up in the dungeons. And of course, everything scaled to you. So after one run, I would already have like a full set of gear that was like pretty good after like three dungeon clears. And that difficulty was fun for me at the time. But another person might be like, no, I only want to use um, Dawnbringer or whatever that god sword was from the Shivering Isles DLC that just gets stronger the more you use it until it stacks to infinity. Like there's so many ways to play this game and there's a way for everybody. I know it's like, oh, play your way, whatever. Like this game is literally play your way. I want more people to play this game. And that's all I have to say. Beautimus. After three hours of podcasting. Yeah, this has been a
1: this is our longest episode, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, well with Delphi
1: Drink,
2: could, you'd expect it to be long, right?
1: Honestly, yeah, it's I weird mean, it's because really I'm long. like my throat's getting weird, but it's like I could keep talking about it. I'm like, I'm still I'm so fucking I'm so happy that we beat it finally. But it's also like I'm I'm ready to beat the game with New Game Plus again just to see what happens when I have that that uh, scar seal or whatever the hell it's called in my pocket and it's like i after i'm done with that new game plus it's like dude i've seen so many cool bleed builds and stuff like maybe that's my next direction like i gotta do something i because i am still running huge greatsword and i know i'm gonna run into problems at the end of the game because the bosses get just so hard i can only imagine how much hard i probably only leveled up like twice and i'm like 60 percent of the way through the game again so it's <laughs> yeah. like i know i'm yeah, about to hit a coming. wall it's coming yeah but it's it's really fun, like we were saying last episode with the master chief collection uh difficulty is a very subjective thing, and like difficulty and accessibility are not the same argument like and i'm so I'm so tired of hearing people talk about it um but like uh oh, what was I just about to say uh I heard from this uh, this podcaster Colin Moriarty was talking about his the this company that he owns part of where he was. Uh, it's a game called Habroxia. It's like just a twin-stick shooter game, kind of like Galaga, but like sideways. And he said that there's no difficulty options in his game, but the way that you make the game easier is you just keep playing because your ship levels up, you get money. Even if you lose, you continue to level your ship up and eventually your ship gets so strong that you can just blitz through each level. Or you can make the game harder by never upgrading your ship. And that's the difficulty level, difficulty selection. And I thought holy shit, I mean, I never thought about it that way, but I've always been aware of Nuzlocke's, and I've always been aware of level one soul runs, but, like, that is, that's impossible difficulty. Like, that's Gears of War insane difficulty, but you didn't have to select a selection. And when people are saying, why don't they just add an easy mode? Because, like, how hard is it to just make everyone's health smaller and your health bigger? Well, it's like, for one that screws the entire balance up it's not as simple as switching flipping a couple of switches you have to go through and mess with everything and try and make sure that the game's not busted because it's online and like it's like do you if people are playing on easy mode do you quarantine those people off away from the online so they can't play online anymore like or do you allow people to invade them and are they nerfed now like or do you only you only, there's so much weird things like you think that it's like you just flip one switch but that just entangles everything around that web like this game is so amazing because they had one vision and they sculpted that to that vision and pulling any resources away from that is well could potentially compromise the final product like think about spec ops the line perfect fucking game had a garbage fucking multiplayer mode and any more resources that got pulled away from the single player to go into that multiplayer mode would have drastically diminish the experience that you got from Spec Ops the line overall. The multiplayer mode is garbage because they said, we do not give a fuck about this. We are only doing this because our stockholders want us to have multiplayer in our Call of Duty looking game, right? And I think about it similarly that way. It's like, if a game has if a game has accessibility options, like The Last of Us, Forza Horizon, stuff like that, you celebrate it. We love that. The developers wanted to put in a fucking dude doing sign language in Forza Horizon? That's fucking crazy. I've never thought of that before. It's like, good for them. Golf clap, you know what I mean? You celebrate it. But you don't yell at somebody like Miyazaki when he says, nope, I'm not fucking doing this. You don't force that guy to do it. Like, he's, the reason why we say no easy mode, it's not because we don't want people to have fun and play this game and experience it. It's because me. Miyazaki said he doesn't want an easy mode, so stop asking for it. And so at some point, you just it just becomes like entitled children screaming into the void. And I don't even know where I came from this, uh, this part. <laughs> I don't know where this came from.
0: I don't know, but we really We're need to wrap this nothing. up, Nate. So real quick, first off, I want to thank you, Pinecone, for dealing with us for the last three hours. I know you're a busy guy, taking care of kittens, saving the world, streaming, all that stuff. So thank you for committing this. Thank you for
2: having me. It was really fun. I like Golden Ring and I like to talk about it, so no problem here.
0: You awesome. want to plug your your Twitchy?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. in
2: case um, someone forgot after all that time, Twitch.tv slash Intergalactic Pinecone is where you can find me. I stream usually on the weekdays. I think I am going to start streaming on YouTube on the weekends. So just search Intergalactic Pinecone on YouTube. Just uh, you know uh spread the seeds of the pine cone every every which way they go. Uh follow me on Twitter by searching the same name for updates on whenever. I don't think I have a set schedule just, you know, be be there when it happens. That's that's all I have to say about that. Links
0: below.
1: And uh also, this part right here, Philip, can you please put Dave uh Dave from Tales from the Backlog in the part before?
0: remember oh in God, the twitter I shout out believe you want me to edit that in this three hour podcast
1: it's it's not that hard <laughs> it's right at the end all right all do right. The, the do the end stuff
0: no well i mean what what are we playing next week we got to tell them you know we're playing a uh, new game
1: we're playing not elden ring boys we did it we're here uh resident evil 6 i think man we started playing the first chapter i think you're like a third of the way through the first chapter i think so i mean yeah hell yeah
0: I look forward to punching boulders as Chris. Is that this game or is that five? Nope. That's, that's five. five. Oh. Uh <laughs> Philip, have you
1: played six at all? No. Besides like I want to play I've only played up bit. to
0: chapter one, level five or whatever. So one dash five. What do you think about 6,
2: Morgan? You need to get super high when you play 6. It's really funny. 6 is a really funny game.
1: (laughs) Dude, I'm so glad we're on the same page, man, because there there are two camps. There's a camp of Resident Evil 6 is the worst Resident Evil game, and then there's a camp of, dude, Resident Evil 6 is the fucking JoJo's Bizarre Adventure of of Resident Evil games. It It, is so funny.
2: It gets to be so ridiculous, you just can't help but laugh. It's great.
1: Like, we we right off the bat, we Philip was like, "How do you move? How do you dodge?" And he immediately turns around and sees me go, "Hey yeah!" And I fucking elbow <laughs> drop a fucking head off of a zombie on the ground, and Philip just starts crying laughing. It's like just so goofy. <laughs> I'm like Philip Melee. You've got a melee dog. <laughs>
0: Conserve like, ammo. We're just melee. running
1: around punching. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, I love it.
0: All right. So that's what we're playing next week. So I want to say maybe. Thanks again for joining us this time, my fellow co-op tarnished. Maybe next time we can kill Galaxy Gummy Worm God together.
1: Morgan get a sick-ass brand all over our skin. Or whatever Morgan thinks we should do. Peace.